That was really loud. Yeah. yeah my, at least at my my levels. I mean, it didn't sound loud to me, but I guess that's up for the listeners to to listen to. Find out. <laughs> yep. Sorry, that's my mom's sure. texting Should me. Should we talk about how Amazon wants to do... Did we talk about how Amazon wants to do a TV show, Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah. They're, like, real close, and Warner Brothers is, like... Trying to sell it to them. All like, right. Well, I mean, our DC is kind of going down the shitter, so they already. F- <laughs> but like, it's not been that long. It's Lord of the Rings is something where it's like you got to wait like sixty, like, not sixty. You got to wait like at least two, two, three decades before you do it. Actually, I don't know. It's almost been two. It's decades. almost two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you got my well, point is you got to wait longer because it's like you got to make sure you're doing this better, not just you're stretching it out so you can put Tom Bombadil in. That's the thing. It's like, can you make it better? Like, can you really make it better than what Peter Jackson did? I really don't think he can. It's those books. Those books are so hard to adapt. Yeah, it's gonna be like really so hard, hard to adapt. And if you do it closer to the books, which I feel like would probably it's gonna be, be s- kind of dumb. It's weird. Bilbo's like yeah, or no, Frodo's like way older than everyone else. It's. I don't want to see. Well, they, there's that. a time jump of there's a time jump of twelve years too that they kind of ignore in the movies, which is fine. It's like kind which of unnecessary part? in the book. Uh, between when Gandalf leaves the Shire after Bilbo's birthday, and when he comes back and he's like, "Is it secret? Is it safe?" Oh, well, that's kind of he goes to, he goes epic. to Gondor to like re- he goes to Minas Tirith to like research the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole that's like a twelve year time gap, and I don't remember that. But the, I don't remember that being a twelve year time gap. I, that's fucking insane. But that just does, that I yeah. guess does make it more epic. But at the same time, like, all right, it's that, not needed. No, it, it just in the movie. Yeah, it hastens the whole plot, which you know, in the appropriate way, it mo- it propels yeah. it. Where it's just and like, also wait a minute, wait a minute. Like ho- Hobbits mm-hmm. age slower than, and you know what yeah. I mean. Like Hobbits age slower, so like it wouldn't have really. It's not like you would have had to cast two different actors or do like makeup or something. It was just like kind of dumb. Yeah. Like it, it, it would have been unnecessary. It was that's that's what I mean. Like they make those decisions that are just like right for what they're trying to do. Yeah. Plus, it's um, just again, you're if you're gonna stretch. Excuse me. You, you, that production is just not. You're not gonna beat that production. It's the key time when it was you couldn't do everything CGI, but you couldn't do all that practical. So it was like, right. There was those couple of years there where it was just like that Titanic and a couple others were if, just like, if it, had, if it had come out like two or three years later too, it would have been kind of a mess. Because, oh my God. Yeah. Cause look at King Kong. That was 2005. And mm-hmm. that's like way too much CGI. Yeah. I think that's also a matter of Peter Jackson. Like just, you're just, it's a Lucasing thing where it's like you're gonna have all the pressure. You just in came the world. off of Lord of the Rings. You came off of a fucking war tour, like, and then it's like you're gonna dive back in. You're never gonna do it quite the same. You're never gonna yeah. like it's. You can't do that. Tw- like Coppola after Apocalypse Now, I think it's probably similar. There isn't, like, you know what I mean? Like Apocalypse. Yeah, what did he do after that? The movie Jack with Robin Williams. At the very least, I know that much. <laughs> directed that yeah didn't fucking okay this always comes up and i i always say this and i need to let me i'm imd being it right now because i'm like pretty I'm, positive I, yeah i'm there too he directed rumblefish and the outsiders coppola 
Yeah. Oh. Fucking Diane Lane is in. That explains why that cast is so stacked. Yeah. Which Emilio. Emilio. What the fuck was this like last movie? Is he? Coppola didn't die, did he? No, he's not. He's still kicking. No, he's still alive. The yeah, man. He made his career. You forget about all the shit that he's done. It's all over the place. It's kind of cool though. Yeah, it is. It very much is. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's kind of a fun watch. I love that movie. That movie is like a shat. Like I think he said he wanted to make it like a shadow box. It's like all in camera special effects oh, except yeah. for one. Oh yeah, it's really cool. And just because of that alone, I think it's well worth fucking watching. Um, oh yeah, I've I, that's a movie I've probably revisit like every couple of years. Yeah, I got the Blu-ray of that somewhere. It's like on some streaming service. I'm like, oh, I'll watch this again. Some of the acting's abysmal, but some of it's really good. And uh, uh, Count Dracula, it's me, the Matrix Man. Count Count Dracula. Keon Dracula. Keon. (laughs) Keon Dracula. Where's the garlic? Where's... (laughs) Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. You have steak and garlic. <laughs> I would have, if fucking everyone else played it straight, but Keanu Reeves was, I don't remember which one he is, Bill S. Preston or Theodore Logan. I don't remember which one he is. Uh, he's Bill, I think. I think he's Bill. That's, that sounds right. If he was yeah. Bill S. Preston, in it, but like medieval, just like, oh, Winona, there's my babe. Like, ah. <laughs> Dracula's got these three babes, and they're trying to. Don't they like bite him in the dick or something? I think that happens. It's a uh, very it's weird. It's super. Yeah. It's super sexual. Yeah, it's a very erotic movie. Like, not, it's, to, not to sound weird saying that, but like, it, it is. is. No, it, 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 it is. Uh, you know, it's Gary Oldman. Oh, like, you know, G oh. Oldman was G Youngman. Um, <laughs> you um, fucking nailed it. Um, <laughs> He's actually well. To be fair, he is both a Gary old man and a Gary young man in that movie. He's he's a Gary very old man he's in a that Gary movie. very old man. Uh, just one last thought. My favorite special effect shot in that movie. There's a part where he's a big bat monster man, and uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Elwes Elwes or like somebody bursts oh, in. Oh yeah, he's in it too. Carrie Elwes is in it. Yeah, he's one of the adventure adventuresome people. Fucking Anthony Hopkins is in it. It's a great movie. Uh, Hopkins is just in like so many random movies. Hopkins is insane. He'll just like, yeah, I'll fucking do Isn't it. Isn't he in Wolfman too? He was, and he turns into a Wolfman at the end of yeah, and they that. have a wolf battle. They have yeah, a Wolfman that fight. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, did you know Benicio Del Toro put on no makeup to appear as a wolfman? <laughs> it was a bad joke. The transformation scene was all, like, in camera, and yeah. there wasn't even... Didn't Rick Baker... I think Rick Baker came back for that, too. Oh, he for sure... That Yeah, he for sure. I, you know, I've had an Instagram only for a couple months, but I follow, like, Stan Winston and Rick Baker and, like, a couple mm, of those other guys. Great idea. I fucking love that stuff. I love that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to um, say? My favorite part, though, with I we're completely off track, but my favorite uh, thing in Bram Stoker, there's a part where he's a big old monster man. Someone bursts in to attack him, and his eyes are all glowing red, and he backs up into a, a, a shadow into a corner, and then you still see his eyes are glowing red, and someone, like, shines a light in there, and then in the pose he was in, 
Uh, he was like up and he's kind of like his arms are like up or like crossed or something like that or like extended. I can't remember exactly what. It's just a bunch of rats in that fucking position and then they all like scurry away. It's fucking sick. It is crazy. It's the co- oh, it's so fucking cool. The first time I saw that, I was just like, what the shit? Like it's <laughs> it's awesome. I wish more things would like There's like a, um, my favorite thing that they do in that movie and then we'll get to Stranger Things which we haven't even mentioned in the slightest in yeah. the first 12 minutes. We're doing a Stranger Things review and you're going to know by the title of the podcast but yeah. uh, well this is the end other stuff. I also have a question. Yeah. Do you want to just do uh, some rampant Justice League speculation when we're done because we only got a couple yeah, more days we could do like out. a wish yeah, list or something. Sure. I don't have anything too yeah. crazy but like I, I think we'll have a fun time. That'll be fun. Yeah um the yeah, this might be the last time we talk before JL. So yeah, um, there was the effect. I think Winona Ryder drops like a vial of something, and the camera pans down really quick, and it's like starts off as Gary Oldman's arm, but then they like sneak in a second arm that's like supposed to be the same arm, and the second right. arm like catches it. And it's like so. It's like a split second. You, like it's a literally blink and you miss it kind of effect. Yeah. But it's like it's so cool. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's, it's as simple awesome. as like hiding a guy with the same coat on behind him. Like it's so cool though. Well, yeah, because they do a couple, and it did a similar thing where um, there's a part where an arm outstretches from like outside the camera and then the camera starts to move and the arm stays where it's at and it like grabs somebody and pulls them. And then when it comes Mm. back, it's like, it's disconnected, but it's like, Oh, I guess it extended really far. It does a similar thing when Georgie gets his arm bitten off and then he Mm -hmm. starts crawling away. You just see Pennywise's hand like reach out. And then in the overhead shot, you see that Georgie's at least like 12 feet away from the sewer grate. And then, you see the arm creep out, and then the next shot is Georgie crawling towards the camera, and you can't see the sewer grate. And then he like looks up, he's like, "Oh God!" And then he gets pulled back real far. It's, so you can only assume that his arm's really fucking long. It's 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 a really good unseen kind of uh, effect. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool as hell. Stranger Things is very similar to it, and it is very similar. Yeah, to Stranger I guess Things. That's a good good segue. segue. There's a kid in in Stranger Things that's in it as well, Finn mm-hmm. Wolfhard. Finn um, Wolfhard. It's great. So how do how do you want to tackle this? I figured. Do we? I don't even think we need to go into plot summaries because I feel like no. if you if you're listening to this, you've definitely seen it and you know yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, you just want to listen to your old pals Sean and Andrew just get into it because it's like just talk about it. I don't Let's think just I talk can. About it. I mean, I. I full disclosure, we've been trying to record this sooner this week. I have not been able to do it. Uh, I finished it last week, a week from today, uh, or a week, a week ago today. So I don't think I'd be able to go through it like episode by episode. No, um, neither would I. I could get like basic plot points that like yeah. carry throughout the season, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, episode episodes kind of a blur. I finished it on Halloween, so Ooh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, overall, or I, I, I'll say this: season one, I think I watched. Right at the peak of when everyone was freaking out about it. And I was like, all right, I got to get in on this. I liked it a lot. I don't think I loved it as much as other people did. And when they announced season two and everything started coming out, um, although I loved the Super Bowl commercial. Do you remember the Super Bowl commercial for this? Was that the Michael Jackson thriller commercial? 
No. That, that was like a longer trailer. This was oh, this was the first footage anybody had seen. So I was at a Super Bowl party last year, and I'm bragging about that. And there was a commercial that came on where it looked like an old-timey Eggo commercial. And it's like two kids sit down and the toaster pops. They're like, come on, we got to get our Eggos. And then it starts to like, like static out. And then you just hear, 11! And everyone just immediately went, oh, shit! And everyone, and then they just start showing everything. I forget what else is in there, but the, the, the final shot is the shadow monster just, like, looming. And it's like... Oh, it's I kind of remember that, yeah. And everyone, like, no one else really gave a shit about any of the other, like, commercials or anything, really. And But everybody in the room was just like, it's a bunch of nerds. We are all just like, oh! We are all freaking out. Uh, I That being said, I didn't... I kept saying that I don't think this is going to be good because I was like, I don't love the first season. And mm. I was like, I feel like they're going to rely too hard, heavy on callbacks and things like that. That being said, I think I was proven wrong. So, yeah, I um, I was really into the first season. I I caught on to it like a day or two after it was like released on Netflix. I remember watching mm-hmm. it like mid July maybe and of what 2016 and I was like oh this is pretty neat like I'm into this this is like a spooky Stephen King but like Steven Spielberg kind of inspired thing and then it started to get really popular I was like yeah guys there first uh you know no big deal but uh I was really into (laughs) it um mainly mainly because of like I was like this is a better super eight right Um, I agree with that I was like, this is the kids are great. They're on bikes. They're doing, you know, kid stuff. And there's like cool fog lighting and trees like every, you know, Spielberg movie, yeah. um, particularly E.T. But I, I I really liked the first season. I went back and so I watched the first season, rewatched it probably a couple months after or whatever, just because I was bored. Mm-hmm. Didn't rewatch it before two came out. Watched two just on its own and then was like. All right, I'm going to go back and rewatch all of it. <laughs> so I rewatched all of it, and I was like, season one, not a ton. It's a very slow build. It is. Uh, season one. There's, like, not – they kind of don't even, like, go to the upside down that much until, like, the last, like, half. Yeah. Um, so I guess sense. when you – if yeah, it's, it, I guess if you could compare the two, I, I think I rated season two like slightly under mainly because of episode seven, which is mm-hmm. like a big thing we can talk about. Yeah, we'll um, talk about it. That's like the only seven. episode I feel like I can actually talk about because it's so different from the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but if you kind of just like take that away, it's probably better. Yeah, it that's like that's like the only thing that's like holding it back. My biggest thing is that at the end, like they kind of solve all the problems the same way. There's a couple like certain things are kind of certain beats feel repeated from what I remember from season one, where just cutting right to the end, like basically they just need eleven to psychic blast some stuff and everything will be fixed. Yeah, uh, yeah. at great physical toll to her. Um, yeah. And it always has always happens when like other people are in the upside down too. So like the intercutting is great with like the stakes of yeah. like the first season it's Hopper and uh Joyce mm-hmm. in the upside down trying to get Will mm-hmm. and they intercut that with like him trying with his daughter who passed away and that was really right. done really well. Right. Yeah. And then they like do it again with uh 
Also noticed, I saw it on a meme, and I know, or not a meme, I guess like a picture, but he wears, Hopper wears his daughter's hairband throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's a great detail. That's a really fucking good um, detail. It's, did you send me um, that? I saw that at some point. I don't think I did. I might have. I don't really remember. I send you so much crap, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We do, I mean, we do the same shit. When I saw that Blade Runner, uh, I, I think Sean shared it on our Facebook page, but there's some Blade Runner feature at where they did use models for the fucking, they, yeah. they used miniatures yeah. for the city and stuff. And while I was watching, just quick Blade Runner tangent. While I was, I fucking love that. I love 2048. I can't, I gotta watch it again. 2048, yeah. the yeah. phone game that I cannot stop playing. And also Blade Runner 2049, two different things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, the game 2048 is my crack. Uh, uh, and now I'm distracted. Now I'm completely off fucking topic. But models. They used a lot of miniature shots in Blade Runner, and I, while I was watching it, I was like, "These gotta be." The camera and everything moved like a model shot or a miniature shot, but like I was like, "This is this has to be digital." They must have just like spent a lot of money and time to create some sort of digital process to replicate the feel of like miniature shots. And I was like, oh, "If they do that, that's pretty cool." But nah, bro. They fucking did miniatures. And who, who better to do the miniature shots than the crew from Lord of the Rings? Because they, they said to down to Weta. Stranger Things 2, I guess I, like, over, overall, I they really did a good job of expanding on the first season. Mm-hmm. Like, everything felt natural. Yeah. Nothing felt forced. It's, um, I think I didn't realize how much I just really liked all these characters. And I think... Oh, I yeah. think that that was probably my thing where I was just like, I mean, the first season was, you know, fine or whatever. But I think I was rely- like looking at the plot and stuff too much. But fuck, these are some really, really good characters with some really good actors behind all of them. And now I feel like. I- yeah, no one's really no one's really like. Yeah, I was about to make a snarky all. comment and I stopped myself because I was like, I don't even know if I can burn. I guess it would be Nancy. I, I don't I'm not crazy about Nancy's. Acting. She's like She's kind fine. of the most one note, I guess. Yeah. But her Oh no, you know what's really good? You know what's really good about her character? Well, A, she does a really good job acting drunk, which is really hard yeah. to do. Um acting and drunk. Yeah. Acting. Because <laughs> well, when you like the the key to like acting drunk, I tell people is you you're trying to act sober because that's what you do when you're drunk is like you're trying to like keep your cool, but you're just like, mm, uh, um, mm, so yeah. they, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the end, the last scene at the snowball when she's dancing with Dustin, yeah. she's like, I always liked you the best. And I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess. But then I rewatched the first season and the first scene he offers her pizza uh, when he's leaving after playing D&D and like. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool, like, they actually do have, like, a moment together, like, in the first season that, like, would make her say that. You know what, that, I I appreciate that, because I, actually, I really, the the scene, the the dance ending scene, I wasn't crazy about. It was, like, kind of schmaltzy, but I guess, like, you gotta give these kids some kind of relief after two seasons of just, like, horrible (laughs) things happening to them. (laughs) Stranger Things, more like horrible things. Uh, Yeah, I... Uh, well, they do what I like to call like a Caddyshack ending in that, like, suddenly at the end, everyone's matched up with a romantic partner, many of whom are like introduced (laughs) randomly, and it's just kind of like, hey, we're all gonna get laid. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
it's it's it feels like a trope to me, but like every time, like I, I, there's a friend of mine so, who whatever, I, not you surprising, but there's a friend of mine who whenever this happens, I always text her. I'm just like, what the fuck was up with this ending? And then I'm just like, because it's completely this, and I just send the gif of Ronnie Dangerfield going, hey everyone, we're all gonna get laid. It happened with uh, the new Beauty and the Beast. Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast yeah, everyone, everyone's ready to everyone's bone fucking ready to that. plow, and then he does a growl. <laughs> He's roaring about having facial hair. Uh, that that needs its own episode of Sean and Andrew talk about sexual innuendos in a children's oh movie. I don't want to do that episode. I mean, we could. <laughs> we absolutely could. Uh, man, there's a lot. There's a lot of content. There really is. Um, uh, yeah. Um, also, the, the I feel like the scene at the dance was jarring for me because I was texting you while I, I was like, wait a minute, how many episodes of this are there? I thought there was 10. <laughs> I was like positive there was 10 the whole time. And so at episode yeah. nine, I was just like, oh, my God, they're wrapping everything up. What crazy thing is going to happen for them to have to like. Yeah, what what like bottle episode uh, like series fin- season finale is gonna happen? Yeah. Is it gonna be like um, a Buffy season they, four where it's like they beat the big bad in the second to last episode, and then season four is just yeah, this finale of that is just like all set up for like the rest of the show and some kind of unfortunate racial stereotypes and stuff. Anyway, Buffy tangent. <laughs> you should watch Buffy. The snowball was a good callback to the first season, which I didn't even remember either, which probably would have been better if I rewatched the first season before the second season came out. But Mike's uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to the snowball. It's where, like, bro- girls and boys, like, go together and, like, it's more than friends. It's, like, where he describes to, like, her what a boyfriend and girlfriend are. Hmm. Um, and I didn't even know. I was like, what's, what's the significance of the snowball? Like, what is, like, where did this come from? Everyone's talking about the snowball. And I'm like. Aside, you know, small detail. Yeah. Um, which I liked. I thought that was a good payoff. Yeah, that's um, really cool. I didn't, I should have watched season one again. <laughs> Apparently. That's the thing. I was like, uh, like a lot of the stuff in season, it, it definitely enhanced season two when I rewatched season one for mm-hmm. sure. Cause there was like some stuff where I was like, mm, I don't know. And then, uh, kind of reaffirmed how good season two is. Um, yeah. Season two is great it builds on everything in the right ways do you want to just go through the just do you want to start at the beginning otherwise we're going to work our way back at the way that we're going right now yeah so it starts off they're at the arcade or mm-hmm. no first first well, scene is let's, uh let's go end of season one as you probably know is will he's been rescued from the upside down everything seems back to normal he goes to the bathroom and he's not feeling well and then suddenly everything kind of it kind of glitches back and he's back in the upside down for a moment and he vomits out a slug into a sink Then he looks up and he's freaking out and then it's everything glitches back and it's all back to normal. And he's like, Oh my God. And I'm then cool, I'm good. what'd you say? He's like, I'm cool. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. It's all good. That didn't happen. Uh, the, then they, uh, they, so cut, Away to season two. It's like the kids are fast out. forwards a year. Yeah, uh, about fast. it's like a little less than a year. Right, right. Because they say that it's like three hundred something days. Three hundred twenty-two yeah, days. Well, the I remember season one. The first the title card of the season one was like November fourth or fifth, and this takes place like uh, season two starts like a day or two before Halloween. So it's like right. slightly under a year. It's like a, a, a week less than a year. Well, also Mike at one point when he finally meets 11 again, he's like, it's been 322 days or something. 50. I think it's like 350 something. So yeah. So it's almost a full yeah. year, which is cool. 
Um, it was just they, they kind of had to because like I didn't really notice it until I rewatched season one. But these kids are growing up real fucking fast. They shot up. I saw yeah. a couple clips of season one. I was just like, oh my god. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of funny because the old like I saw some uh, late night show clip where they were all doing something like James Corden had them all singing, and yeah. I was just like, okay, I guess it's fun. And then poor Will. <laughs> He's the he's the one whose voice is cracking. And he's got like, that deep that deep puberty voice. <laughs> no, well, everyone else is kind of steady, but Will is yeah. like Will's is cracking. I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, <laughs> like throw the kid but a bone. I'll give the kid a, I'll give the kid credit. He was like probably the standout performance of season two. He Most was like, improved because he didn't really have a lot mm-hmm. to do in season one because he's, he's missing Doug. for most of it and presumed dead for most of it. Yeah, he's uh, Doug. Yeah, he is Doug. <laughs> he's Doug. It was Hangover Junior, and he was he's Doug. He's Justin Bartha. He's just- and, uh, <laughs> oh man, no one wants to be Justin Bartha. Still waiting on that fucking National Treasure three, so he can have two, <laughs> two trilogies under his belt. <laughs> that that's been in development. I think they're trying to make it. I kind of remember. I mean, Nick Cage will do it for sure. Yeah. That's not question. But they're just kind of like Nick. We're. <sighs> I want to be Benjamin Franklin. Gates, I'm going to... I want, but what about all the things I learned in the Book of Secrets? Dude, <laughs> best way to soft reboot that? Found footage movie. Go on. I mean, you direct it. <laughs> it's a documentary that Benjamin Franklin Gates is making about his life, and he stumbles upon a family secret that... And Justin uh-huh. Bartha in the movie is directing it. Like he's he's like trying to be like, oh yeah, this is great. Like he's just like all in. It's like, like trying way too Pineapple hard. Pineapple Express two in uh, uh, <laughs> this is the end kind of, <laughs> but made by directed by Bartha it's, and Cage, and he just thinks it's like genius. <laughs> um, we gotta kill Woody Harrelson. Um, <laughs> Harrelson. <laughs> Jonah Hill's Woody Harrelson so funny. Um, uh, uh, all right, Stranger Things. Too. Stranger Things. So right. Will uh, is still phasing in and out of reality and the upside down, and he's his mom is taking care of him. He goes to Paul Reiser doctor to get checked on. Eleven's been no one's seen Eleven. Mike is still depressed about that. Dustin and Lucas are probably brought closer because Dustin and Lucas are definitely bigger bros in this season, I think, than last season. Dustin and Lucas both have bigger roles in this season, too. Specifically yeah. Dustin. I think that was like a little bit of a fan service I loved it, personally, because like Dustin was like, everyone's like, Dustin's the shit! Dustin is the shit! Yeah, he is. And he got exactly what he deserved in season two in terms of like role beefing up and like yeah. having more of a... Like, he, his... his plot is like pretty essential to the plot of the season. I feel like I don't remember Mike in most of these episodes. I feel like he kind of takes a back seat. Like Mike's barely in it this season. He takes a back seat. He really does. Yeah. For sure. Him but but his relationship with Will is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. His shit with Will is really good where it's like he just wants to help Will as much as possible. Like he doesn't quite like it's not something he can quite understand, but he just wants to like be there for him and make sure that he's okay. You know what I mean? And doesn't want it happening to him again. Yeah. Like he's, getting taken away. This has a kind of uh, I wanna say it's like a little bit of an empire where they break the break everybody up. 
Oh, and there are some magic fucking combinations that come from it, though. It really are. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, that's it's like it's, you, you it's learn good. a lot about people. Let's I mean, Steve and Dustin is obviously like my favorite shit. That yep. shit was so good. Steve. And it's just like Steve would have been most works. improved. But it's a hundred percent Will because Will's actually like yeah. Will's so good. He's such a good actor. He does so much this season. Well, but his acting is like what's most improved. Steve's character is what's most improved. Mm-hmm. It's like two different levels of most it's improved. True. It's um, true. He's like the Jamie Lannister of uh, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's a very good. That's a very good thing. That is great because um, he started out as like you're rooting against Steve because he's like the cool kid in school and he's got all the friends. And he's days the Nancy, dick, yeah, but he's a dick. And then what's that dude? What's his character's name again? John, Jonathan, Jonathan. John that's Myers, right. Yeah, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan you're kind of rooting for him because he's pining for Nancy. And you're kind of rooting for him the first season, and then Steve's just like a dick. But as the first season goes on, they really do a good kind of twist thing where it's like, Steve's actually kind of all right. He's just, yeah, he's just a teenager. It's, you start to notice it towards the, especially, and it's great acting on his part too, at, at the end of season one where they like, Nancy just like points a gun at Steve. She's like, get the hell out. Like, <laughs> this is, you don't, you have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. I don't want you to like be here. Yeah. And then. He, like, gets the bat or whatever, and he's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, he's freaking out, and it's a really great performance. He's like, holy shit, like, what the fuck is this? Because he's just, like, in the dark about it the whole season until, like, the last episode or two. Yeah. And then uh, he, just, he just gets thrown into it, and there's, like, a Demogorgon, like, right in front of his face. Yeah, and he be- does he fight it with the bat? Like, he beats it up with a bat, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Steve's uh, – that's one of the better things with season one where it's like you think Steve's going to be like the antagonist, and he is for a long, a long time, but you, you kind of like him by the end. He's like a nice dude. And, and season two, Steve, though, is just the fucking best. He's the fucking he's best. Well, that's what the show's – like one of the main themes of the show is subverting – subversion, just doing yeah. – like taking, taking stereotype – and flipping it on its head, which is why there are so many stereotypes in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it with Steve. They do it with uh, Paul Reiser in season two. Yeah, you think uh, he's just gonna be evil, but he's kind of a nice guy. Like yeah. he actually, you think he's playing both sides, but it turns out it's like no, he just actually wants the best. He's just for these trying kids. to help. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's nice just trying guy. to help and like fix fix the mistake that yeah. Modine started. Yeah, um, uh, I I heard on another podcast that they were when they wrote the script for Paul Reiser's character, they literally, I'm not, this is in a bit, like they, uh, they actually wrote Paul Reiser as his character's name on the first couple drafts. Cause they were like, we're not going to cast anybody else. Like this is just Paul Reiser. It's like kind of, <laughs> that's awesome. Kind of great. Um, that's like when you see Tarantino's like wish list for Pulp Fiction and like all of like the top three actors for each character were picked for the role. That's fucking You're just like, oh, that's so cool. I mean, Gets exactly what he wants. Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Um, um, <laughs> he's a talented motherfucker, but he's he's still a weird guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, big old moon face. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, Speaking of new additions, let's talk about the new cast. Okay. Uh, uh, Sadie Sink as uh, what's her name? Mad Max. Show. Uh, Mad Max. Duh. Liked uh, her and yeah, she's great. Let's go through uh, it this way. Let's. Uh, I think think she was a cool new addition. She was uh, 
she was the new perspective, so she get, it was constantly getting caught up to speed, but she was a girl who Lucas and Dustin were kind of both interested in. And, and Will, or not Will, and Mike for a brief second, maybe? Um, Mike had or at least confusing, that's what Eleven saw. Mike had kind of a confusing yeah. thing there where he's like, oh, yeah. another girl, but I still like Eleven. And Eleven fucking hated her. <laughs> like, I kind of like that. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this, season, this um, season did a good job with how maladjusted uh, Eleven is just in general. And, like, how that's going to probably be like a thing in later seasons. Like that's a problem. That's probably going to get worse, not better. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. She's still kind of like, you know, she's completely stunted in social development. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, she like barely could form sentences until this season. Still. Um, yeah. Still has issues. Yeah. Um, uh, they did a cool thing with her too, teaching her compromise. Cause she learns promise and then she learns compromise. Uh, it's like promise with, uh, you know, halfway. That was a cool little bit to call back to the first season too. That's cool. Uh, and then what's his, how do you pronounce his name? Dacre? Dacre Montgomery? Probably Red Ranger? Darcy. Yeah, it's the Red Ranger Darcy? from the new Power Dacre, Rangers movie. Uh, it's, he's Australian. Is so it? Yeah, I, he's from he's uh, a good Land Down Under. He's from the Land Down Under. Yeah. Uh, he's a good yeah. actor. I like that guy. Um, he was good in the new Power Rangers movie, which I stand by is like, it's pretty fun. It's, it's all right. Um, yeah, he. I it says a lot nowadays. Mm-hmm. I'd see a fucking sequel to that movie in a heartbeat. Um, he, uh, I didn't like his character that much. He's basically just evil Steve. When you get down to it, yeah. And I and he doesn't and he doesn't sub. They subvert your. They like double subvert your expectations by. You're like, oh, maybe he'll come around. Oh no, he's just a dick the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but also it's like he's not. As evil as you thought, and I don't think he has a lot of impact on the plot. So he's no. he's Mad Max's stepsister. The first scene is you find out a stepbrother. Stepbrother, that's what I mean. Whatever. Yeah. They're step siblings. She's his yeah. You get it. That's yeah. what I meant. Um but the first scene of this of this season is uh like a car chase where it's like this band this gang of like 80s street punks. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to get to. Uh, they, and you find out that uh, one of them has psychic power. She's num- she's eight, opposed to uh, 11 being 11. And it's, uh, you're introduced to that right off the bat, and then you don't hear or see anything from them until episode seven, which we'll get to. But th- the whole time with Mad Max and Billy, you think... Like, they keep talking about, like, their relationship and, like, he hates everyone and, like, he's kind of a racist. Like, he doesn't like her hanging out with Lucas. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... They, they like, they handle that, like, as tastefully as you can, Tastefully, like, he never... This is going to sound really shitty. He never goes all in on it. So it's yeah. It's it always it character wise. It's like, it's like half measure. Subtle racism. I don't know. It's like well, it's I I immediately was like, oh, he's a racist, and then yeah, because uh, he's like, don't ever talk to him. Yeah, like, to Lucas. Him specifically uh, to Lucas. And, she, um, and her and and Lucas are the two who end up being like the closest. And he kind of tells her everything that happened in the first season. And there's a real fucking masturbatory scene where it's just like you know it's kind of I mean that was a good story I kind of I really liked it I liked all the characters Uh, 
it was just a little referential, a little too referential. A uh, little derivative. little derivative. derivative, she says. This, she, I love that because it was like them kind of like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, still a little just like. I expected this. Yeah. I expected this season to be like all of that. All of that, though, and I, you know, one scene of that, that's fine. But it's still, and it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was. Yeah, she was cool. She was a good, strong, independent, uh, tomboyish character. She fits well in their team. From California, From California, bro. Totally tubular. Totally tubular. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Billy. Let's talk about. Oh, I, yeah. Just last thought. I, I think that they waited too long to show their hand of what Billy's per, like purpose was. Yeah, they put that off to like the last episode. Yeah, where it's like he's evil Steve, and it's like okay, but even still, it's like I don't, I don't think we need this because otherwise, Billy's just kind of like mostly in Top Gun esque fucking volleyball scenes as you described, and. Then there's that... W- no, no, no. Lethal Weapon 6. <laughs> volleyball scenes. Basketball scenes. It's going to be a slam dunk. Basketball scenes. Uh, it's... it's. <laughs> well, oh, man. He's, like, they, he's shirtless, uh, oiled up, and, like, lifting weights while smoking in his room. And he has that really weird <laughs> scene with Mike's mom where... Oh, that was great. That was so funny. It was, like, funny, but it's still just, like, what... I, I, I it, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I he's well, I guess that I guess their idea and they say this in Beyond Stranger Things uh, was that they wanted a human antagonist. That's not just like they wanted to have a problem for the gang for real world and upside down, I guess. Yeah, but um, he didn't really like I feel like he didn't know any of like the kids or anything like bef- until that last no, episode. It was mainly for Steve, I feel like. Yeah. Right. Steve had yeah. enough. I don't problems. know. You're right. After like after kind of thinking about it, he doesn't really do much. But I liked how they offered insight as to like why he's the way he is. Um, yeah, which I think they're gonna kind of expand on because I think his dad was like clearly in Vietnam and clearly saw some shit, and uh, just because I like the timeline kind of lines up. Yeah, and uh, he's just a huge dick to abusive to Billy. Yeah. Um. um so. And and again, if that's all sequel setup, that's fine. I, I'd, I'm interested to see what they do with that character moving forward and, like, if he gets worse yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But yeah. again, it's just, you know, that'd be cool. Like, if he's still just, like, around and he, like, he's still a problem in, like, a, another season. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So, who else? Who else did we get added to the cast? Uh, uh, Bob the Brain. Bob Brain. We talk Bob Newby right Drum now. roll, please. I can uh, talk about Bob Newby for an hour if we want to, because he is perfect. <laughs> Bob Newby superhero? Bob Newby uh, superhero, yes. yes. Uh, Bob Newby Radio Shack employee, yes. yes. Uh, are you talking about the um, same Bob Newby that started the uh, AV Club? He was the very first member? Oh, that Bob Newby. Uh, yes, the Bob Newby who uh, is now dating Joyce Byers. Oh mm, Hawkins gossip. Oh. <laughs> That, the, the introduction to him was great. He walks in and he's like, yeah, you got any pumpkins? I don't like orange. And then she's like, let me go check in the back. And it just smash cuts to them making out in the closet in the back. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so good. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Because I didn't know, like, the extent of his role. I knew he was in it. Uh, yeah. And, like, there's, like, that quick shot of him running down the hallway in a in a scrub. So I thought maybe he was, like, a nurse at a the. Nurse or something. Right. At, at the place. Mm-hmm. Um so that was Minor a cool role. little like 
Yeah. Or not even a minor role, just like maybe the one guy that's like looking out for Will or something. I don't know. But yeah. she, he's Joyce's new boyfriend. Um, and he's and so he great. just so good. Very he's good. Such a, Very cool. You immediately understand why Joyce is in a relationship with him. He is so fucking safe after yeah. everything that happened. And he's just a great fucking guy. He loves the kids. He's great with the kids. He's kind of lame, but like. Super like, lame, but that's like the point. He's so excited that they rented Mr. Mom. <laughs> just find someone that looks at you the same way Bob the Brain looks at Mr. Mom. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> There was a great meme where it was just like it was that you and uh, uh, the guy she tells you not to worry about, and it was like <laughs> you and it was Billy shirtless, oiled up, smoking, lifting weights, and the guy she tells you not to worry about is Bob, like stumbling up some stairs. <laughs> it was great. Oh man! Well, uh, he's question, great. Question for you, uh, and not to cut you off, but I ended up doing it. The it looks like Sean Astin's had some hair work done. Do you think it's a hair piece or do you think it's hair plugs? His hair looks really weird. I didn't really notice it in particular. Probably, probably plugs. Mm. If okay. I, if I had to guess, but yeah. I didn't really like. It wasn't noticeable to me. But I thought his hair looked really weird. I was kind of honestly distracted. <laughs> I was distracted with there were some other hair choices in this in this movie show. It's a nine hour movie. In this movie show that, like... It plays like a sequel. Totally plays like a sequel. Oh, it does. In the in the right ways, though. Um, oh, yeah. The, uh... uh it's Alien... The first one's Alien. This one's Aliens. Like, it's 100%. Yeah, bad. first one's A New Hope. This one's Empire, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Bob Newby's just the best. What were you gonna say? I, I th- he, uh... He offers, like, really good seemingly advice to bill to will and it's terrible advice <laughs> um yeah for that situation yeah because he he's just like he he has no idea what's going on and joyce is like don't worry about it this is like our shit to worry about just be bob and he's like okay but like i want to help like and he's just trying to do the best he can to help and, and he does help just, he just fucking kicks it ass. just doesn't help but no he but does he does help no he, he does help in different well because he's bob the brain he's bob uh, the brain he discovers that it's uh, not a pirate treasure map. Great Goonies reference. Uh, what is this, pirate treasure map? <laughs> Sean Astin. <laughs> he's just like, uh, well, the, he's just like happy to be there. You know? Oh, he's so uh, happy to be there. So happy to be there. He sent it a tape, too. Like, they didn't reach out to him for that role. He was like, I want to be in this shit. And they were like going through tapes and they were like, oh, it's Samwise. Uh... <laughs> Guess we gotta mm-hmm. cast him. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, cause like, uh, there were like, people were like, oh, what's his deal? Like, he seems like, what if he's like spying on Will? And he's, that's another kind of subversion is like, no, he's just Bob the Brain. <laughs> yeah. He's just a really nice guy. You think he maybe he's gonna be evil in the end, especially when he gives him the bad advice or. Yeah, that was a great scene. Oh, that was a good, that With was a really good scene. Yeah. I think it's the end of episode three when Will... Yeah, it's like early in the season, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, yeah. Baldo, he... the clown. Yeah. Mr. Baldo. Man, it was really good. Bob the Brain, easily the best, best new addition. Like, um, Goes out kind of uh, not unlike Gandalf. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Fly was, fools. Yeah, the way like they just they just like cut the slow mo, and then you see uh, Hopper carry Joyce out. Like Frodo, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. just like I think there was some intention there. I don't yeah, know. That no, could makes be wrong. it. You know, no, yeah, that's that's that makes a lot. Yeah, I see. I see what you're talking. Like everyone else's like, reaction. This, it's the slow mo, particularly like, and like you see the demo dogs. Like, oh, you know, it's like they're coming. And I, even I um. And even uh, the scene after when they're talking about him feels very like when they're talking about Gandalf. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like all well, the music too, dude. Yeah. Oh, the right. Music. And that scene, it's all just like. I was doing the the bridge of Casa Doom. Um, <laughs> the uh, I don't know. So good, Bob Brant. Bob Brant. He's. I, I really wish he'd made it. <laughs> It's like for God. But that was the thing. You <laughs> knew he was either going to be evil or he's not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, which was like... Because well, like everyone's still pushing Joyce and Hopper to get together, so... Yeah, they're gonna. Or not. This is they're the just going to share cigarettes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I'm curious where everyone's going to end up moving forward, yeah, which we can I, talk about. They, as we there's, like, speculation that they're going to jump forward pretty significantly in the next season, but... Um, that'd be cool. That'd be, uh, that'd actually what be I, really what cool. I, what did I really like about... I mean, I liked. I really liked a lot of stuff. I really liked... Um, you're right. Like, it is a lot like Aliens. Instead of one Demogorgon, there's Demodogs. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple. Yeah. Let's talk um, about some of the, some of the storylines. Let's talk about... Dart and Dustin. Yes. Um, Gremlins. Definitely got that vibe. E.T. Gremlins kind of storyline where Dustin finds the evolved slug, presumably. Which I never really. Yeah, I I put that together after the fact. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because I was like, where did these things come from? Yeah, it might not be the same one, but in my brain it was. Well, you you would assume Will's been barfing these things up for a year or so. Yeah, I well, I would hope not. To be completely honest, I hope he well, wasn't. There's a lot of demo dogs. There are, uh, and I would assume that they all might have came from Will. Yeah, oh, that sucks. Hey, Will, bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. Also, I vomited up like 15 slugs just on Tuesday. Hey, I'm Paul Reiser. Steve what? just like gets his bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's do it. Uh, that was a great reveal, though, in that scene. All right. Anyways, uh, Dusty. So he I guess that's the end of episode two. Right. Because I remember it ending with the Ghostbusters theme. A lot of uh, Always Sunny references uh, in an odd way. <laughs> right. When you play the Ghostbusters theme, that's a reference to at the it's end always of an episode. Sunny. <laughs> at the end of an episode for the end credits. All right. <laughs> Specifically that. No, 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 no. Boston, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they. Uh, There's a great ending though when he looks in the trash can and then he smiles and then, and then just slams. Oh, I watched it. that like three times after I saw that episode. It's a really satisfying so ending because he's like and, and he like, smiles too, right? Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's good. Uh, his him and his mom. Those scenes are great. They are because <laughs> he's kind of fucked up though, doesn't he? Basically, he completely lies about like the cat being eaten, a lot though. of like, stuff, a lot, and it's just like yeah. but he's so fucking. Char- he's a little charmer, that guy. 
He's just like, <laughs> like always laughing nervously at his mom. Well, it's like a confident, <laughs> nervous laugh where it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. I mean, all right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, got the thing in his ghost catcher and he's just like, oh, I rigged it to look like there's a ghost in there, too. <laughs> yeah, but it, it eventually grows legs and it keeps getting bigger and it turns into a little demigor- little demodog. Uh, and it eats his fucking cat. And he's like kind of unfazed by it. I was like, that's all fucked yeah. up. <laughs> you ate my cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says it's, it again. It's Demogorgon and dog together. <laughs> Demodog. <laughs> and he's like describing things like, he does that a lot in this season. And he he's, oh man, he has, uh, so yeah, he he has the Demodorg, Demodog and he captures it, tells Steve, he's like, hey Steve, you still got that bat? Because he's, he's at uh, Nancy and Mike's house looking for Nancy, looking for anyone. He, that's what's great about this too. The it only works because it takes place in the eighties. He's like, "Where right. is everybody? Like, what right. the fuck?" <laughs> and it's just that's like people that's bumping like the into big each problem. other. Yeah, that's like the big problem of like that the kids have is like no one's around. Like, Damn. what the fuck? <laughs> um, so he goes over there and uh also uh shout out to Will and Nancy's dad who's like low key hysterical in this season. And he's Mike funny and Mike and Nancy's dad. He was fucking hilarious. Sorry, yeah, Mike. He's, Mike, he's so <laughs> incompetent and like lame in the first season. Like he's not he's in just, it as like, much as so, this. He's so funny. He's so like not present in that family oh, and it's just not at all. Uh, it's he uh it's it's like uh they kind of they talk about it in season 1 though when Jonathan and Nancy are looking for the upside down or they're just like out and she's like shooting the gun. She's like, Oh my dad, my mom married an older guy, moved to suburbia, had a nice comfortable life, blah, blah, blah. They're Mm. miserable, blah, blah, blah. I'm miserable. Um, and they kind of extrapolate on that a little bit, but like in a funny way, which I don't know, it's, it's kind of dark, but also hysterical because he's just like always asleep on the lazy boy. And, uh, yeah, the one scene where like the government's there, just like, hey, uh, so we, uh, oh, total, he like salutes them. He's like, we're patriots here. We're not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like loving the fact that they're there. <laughs> He's got, they have the Reagan, they have the Reagan sign out front, right? Or the, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, it's so great. Um, and then, so Dustin's there and he's like, so is anyone here? And he's like, I don't know where they are. I, don't, I have no idea where my kids are. And I guess that's just kind of how things were back then. Like you just, your kids like left to hang out and you're like, they're out doing something. Like you just didn't really have to worry about stuff at that time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Dustin's just like, son of a bitch, you're no help at all. <laughs> <laughs> he just like curses at adults a lot in the season. He does. The scene with the librarian is great. Oh my where he's God. just trying to take like, out more books. Me? He's like, are you shitting me right now? Like, he's just, <laughs> where it's just like, come on, I'm trying to take out more books. It's not a problem. Like, I, I want to read. Yeah. Like, uh, Maximum five at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So then he, he's like literally, and like, that's, like I said, like everyone can like chalk this up to like convenience, but that's just kind of how things were. They didn't have phones and Steve's just there to give Nancy roses to apologize for something he didn't even do. Yeah. And uh, let's get caught up like, on hey, Steve real quick. Steve and yeah. Nancy were happily together. Nancy's been having problems because she's they met with Barb's parents and Nancy has like knows what happened to Barb, but they can't tell her parents and her parents are. Sp- they get like they have dinner with them like once a month or something like that. Yeah. Or like, yeah. And they've spent most of their savings on 
investigations and things like that into what happened to Barb and Nancy knows, but because of what happened, like she can't tell them and she's devastated by this and it's causing problems and Steve's trying to be supportive. Nancy starts to kind of like, she like gets real drunk at a party and starts fighting and stuff like that. Uh, and then she basically says, I don't love you to Steve, I think. And like, Steve's like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. And Steve's like, what? Like he's, he's devastated. Like it's, pretty fucking sad where it's like he yeah, really li- like he really loves her and then or really likes her you know what i mean like high school but it's like high school love it's not it's not fucking real. yeah <laughs> but still he's <laughs> fucking devastated by it but he bounces back yeah. pretty good he uh he adopts some kids and uh he goes on an adventure he so, so he goes and uh so he he's just like, what the hell? He's like trying to win Nancy back. Nancy's hanging out with Jonathan at Murray's house, who we haven't talked about yet. Brett Gelman? Murray. Who? Brett Gelman? Yes. The actor Brett Gelman? Murray, yeah. who who just wants to have kids fucked. Like, he just, <laughs> he's a conspiracy nut. He just, and he basically he is just like, I think there's some chemistry between you two teenagers. Just wa- I shouldn't say kids. He wants teens to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Brett Gilman mostly just wants Nancy and uh, Jonathan to just to get to it. Just get it's hysterical because he's like he's like all the fans watching. He's like, ah, ah. Yeah, there's something here. You guys should just just do it. And then there's a really gross like, hey, how was the pullout when he's talking about the couch? And then Jonathan's like, uh, and it's just like, oh Jesus Christ, don't confirm, <laughs> don't confirm what that teenager did. Like that's like gro- like it's kind of it, weird. It, it was weird, but it was also dying laughing. It was really scene. funny, um, yeah. And then he like drops an egg, and, he, and I think that was I think that was unscripted. And he was like, "Oops!" <laughs> he just like <laughs> picks up another piece of egg. Fucking um, Brett Gelman's funny. Brett Gelman's funny. He hilarious. was so good. He's hilarious. Um, well, he's like, I want to see more of him with Hopper, like awkward buddy cop kind of shit. I feel like that's something that can happen um, because. I kind of, I guess I miss this or kind of like, it's not really that in your face, but the whole thing was like, uh, extrapolated on MK ultra, which is a real thing. Um, Oh yeah. You know, you know, MK ultra, right? Uh, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, it's like the CIA sanctioned, uh, they just like drug the shit out of people in the sixties through the eighties. It was like a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, where they were just basically doing like human experimentation that was very illegal and very dangerous. And they were trying to basically create some sort of mind reading or truth serum kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of, it isn't exactly that, but it's like kind of a twist on what MK ultra was. And basically they did it to Eleven's mom. And because she had, she gave birth after all of those tests, she birthed a, telekinetic like powered person mm-hmm. um so that's i like that and i love that brett gelman was just like this is great like the, Ru- the russians are here <laughs> like this is all like this is some shit and <laughs> yeah i yeah uh, uh, I, I guess I, I think you just explained more succinctly some of the 11 stuff because i don't know oh yeah i put that all together i was like oh wow this is, like makes a lot of sense and they don't really they kind of like brush over it yeah. they don't really talk about it that much because it's just straight mk ultra and if you know anything about that it's i'm kind of into that shit yeah but, conspiracy theories uh, and stuff the yeah um yeah no that that's that's probably that's definitely what they based it off of and like he's he just wants people to know the truth 
and Na- he helps Nancy and Jonathan, and he's like, okay, well, we can get this out there, but we gotta... They discover they gotta water it down. He also provides those teens with alcohol before enticing them to fuck. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really yeah. Weird. Um, it was a different time, uh, Andrew. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still <laughs> now. No, it's, uh, Duffer Brothers. Yeah, it's but um, it's the eighties, guys. It's all good. Everyone was on coke and just banging. <laughs> Frank, the uh, uh, <laughs> everyone got laid. It's great. <laughs> what was he gonna say? The um. Yeah, so they discover they can if they water down their story of what happened in the last season, they can basically get some some of it out there and like so so there can be closure for Nancy's or not Nancy Barb's parents and uh, people can have a story with some holes that if people if other people start digging, they can poke hole like poke more holes in it and things like that. Like they, Mm. they want to have, they want to get the ball rolling on like exposing the truth. So everyone will know. And that was kind of a cool, that made sense. I was like, all right, that's cool. It was a good idea. It was a good idea. It was a cool idea. Cause like no one would believe what actually is happening in the show. Oh, no. Um, it's like, Oh yeah, there's these crazy like uh, demon things that are like in the underground. It's like another dimension, mm-hmm. but kind of, it's kind of like, ours. It's not really it's like shadow, but it, it's like, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. and there's like a Demogorgon. If you play, Dungeons, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. They, <laughs> no one would believe that. And they get so mad when they try and make another Dungeons and Dragons metaphor. They're like, like why? What? <laughs> Just shh. Sh- sh- like, shut up, children. Um, yeah, Hopper is just like, what, what, the, fuck are you, what the fuck are you kids talking about? Oh, another great joke. Uh, I think it's in that scene where he's like, I think they're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, yeah, he thinks he's like the master race. And Steve goes, oh, like the Germans? And Dustin's like, no, the Nazis think that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. That was good. <laughs> so good. It's like no, Steve. Not all Germans were like. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's oh man, Steve's kind of dumb, but like he's just like lovably dumb. Yeah. He's just like lovably like yeah, I'll just he's the muscle. He's he's the muscle of the operation. He's got a car. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So that's kind of all Nancy and Jonathan are up to because like Jonathan just wants to help his brother who's going through all this pro all these problems. Nancy's just trying to figure her own shit out. And, like, the two of them are clearly into each other, but they're not letting it happen for whatever reason. And they want to expose the truth and everything. I, I, I liked that. I liked all that for the most part. Who else we got? Uh, Mike, I feel like, is really just kind of waiting around. He's just angry that Eleven's not there. Like, we don't even have to talk about that one. I don't remember anything Mike does in the season. He hangs out with Max. He's, he's, he's there for Will, mm-hmm. and then... Is just like sitting in his little fort calling for Eleven, Um, which is like good payoff for when he finds out that she's been around and that Hopper's been like hiding her. And he's just like, dude, what the fuck? That's not cool. Like, and he just doesn't understand like the implication, the implication of, uh, yeah, of, (laughs) you know, Eleven being exposed still because it's still kind of, you know, not safe for her. Not at all. I guess that can roll into the next major plot of Hopper and Eleven, yeah. which is, like, really good. I, it was really, really fucking good. Shit. Um, I, um, I do want to say I thought it was an interesting idea that Eleven kind of is contacting him. Like, she's, like, he can, s- it, it's, it, it feels like it's heavily implied, like, she's always kind of, like, searching for him, like, using her powers to kind of search for him, and I feel like because of that, he, kn- he, 
he can't see or contact her, but he like knows she's there. And I feel like because of that, he can't quite let go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Hopper, they basically explain right away that Eleven, at the end of the first season, destroyed the Demogorgon and was sucked back into the Upside Down. You think she's kind of dead, maybe? Uh, and then... They leave it kind of open, though, because he leaves the Ego there for her at the end of season yeah, one. She basically immediately, though, uh, finds her way out of the Upside Down and wanders around, sees that the government's all there and goes into hiding. Uh, and then Hopper eventually finds her, finds that she's, like, eating and stuff like that. Or, well, they kind of they kind of like do flashbacks throughout the season of how she like managed to get to Hopper mm-hmm. and like she she like knocks out a hunter and takes his clothes and like yeah it's pretty funny shit mm-hmm. but like uh, not funny but like wild um, and he takes her under his wing and like takes like he his dad had a cabin in the woods I guess mm-hmm. um, that. A little convenient, but um, he's been keeping her there and, like, taking care of her. Really great because she never really had a parent that actually cared about Mm -hmm. her. And he lost his daughter, so that was a nice little, like, eh, they both can kind of get what they want out of this. But, like, obviously he just is so in over his head trying to, like, control her. and Not control, but, like, make sure she doesn't kill him because she She could. She could because she's – they do – angry and starting puberty shit like i think that they it's like they don't no one overtly says it at all but like the kids are obviously starting to like the boys are noticing girls and everything like that and she's starting to get angrier and everything like that um but and no i I do think that they i think that some that's like imply that she's starting to go through changes and everything and he's he try like whenever he lays down the law and she starts to kind of like push back. It's like she starts to shake like the entire house or make all the windows explode or something like that. And he's like, oh, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Uh, which was practical. The window explosions were practical, uh, and you can tell. Cool. Uh, and they did it with that's pretty with cool. uh, David Harbor in the. It was oh, oh, so good, so good. David Harbor also. Fucking great. He's going to be such a good Hellboy. Yeah. That's all I was thinking yeah. during this. He's going to be really good. I was like not. I, I was in like. Th- I was kind of bummed that Ron Perlman didn't get his third and Guillermo del Toro didn't get the third. But like I was like I think it's in good hands. Make he it looks a comic awesome. Book. He looks really good like in costume. Um, mm-hmm. Looks kind of like Ron Perlman like facially I guess. It's just the makeup looks similar. Yeah, the face of the character still basically looks the same. He's just a way more vascular and like huge looking yeah, hellboy. He's got longer hair, and the, a little more. I guess like I don't want to say like more realistic colors. Like it's not as red. It's not as bright. It's not as bright. It's a little more muted. It's like gritty reboot, pretty much. Um, gritty gritty reboot. reboot man. Gritty reboot man. Um, I'm <laughs> write that down. That's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, superhero movie. I'm Gritty Reboot Man. I once was Mr. Rogers, but then <laughs> I've been through so many reboots. I was, I was, that's, oh. that's the, um, like, future version of Golden Hour. I was Golden Hour once, and now just golden I'm Gritty Reboot, Reboot Man. I'm Gritty Reboot Man. I kill I'm muted, I, co- I'm, I'm muted color scheme now. Look at my colors, they're muted. I kill people now, too. Did you know that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Brutally and with intent. Um, um, he yeah. uh, anyway, he's really good. Though. David Harbour's yeah, he's fucking awesome. Uh, Hopper's a just a good. He's just a good. He's just good trying guy. to do right by Eleven. Really, like just trying to do the right thing. Uh, also, he's trying like super skeptical. Take care of his town. Yeah. Oh, his scene with Paul Reiser, like the first scene he has with him, and he's like, like take care of this shit, dude. Like, what the hell? And Paul Reiser's like, you can give me orders, bro. And he's like, yeah, I am. Cause I told you to keep your shit out of my town <laughs> and I keep your shit quiet. So, uh, and I was kind of like expecting there to be more of like a bigger reveal that Hopper was kind of not necessarily in bed with the government, but like he made some kind of a deal with them, uh, mm-hmm. that was going to come back to bite him in the ass with Joyce. But like, they're just like straight up, uh, like aware that they're going back to the facility to like test will, which I thought could have been kind of a better, not better, but more interesting. Like you've been fucking with meeting with them the whole time, but they just kind of avoided that altogether. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Probably didn't need that, but I, don't know, I just thought that yeah. I kind of expected it from like the end of the first season. Cause I was like, Oh, that's like kind of sketchy. Um, yeah. He like cut a deal with Modine. Um, Every time I'd watch the first season, I'd just be like, and Matthew Modine? Oh, my God. Uh, and Paul Reiser? Uh, yeah, I, uh, the Hopper 11 stuff's all really good because it's just she's been learning and, like, he's been – you get to see the two of them trying to live a more normal life and neither of them can. can. Hopper is investigating a bunch of – Fields are just rotting and getting eaten, uh, and it's something connected to the Upside Down. And he stumbles into the fact that there's a bunch of tunnels that lead directly into the Upside Down uh, underneath the town, and he gets trapped there for a little bit. Um, mean while he's doing that, Eleven goes on her big adventure to Chicago. Yeah, I guess we should talk about this now. Um, yeah, right. This is the right time for it. Right? Um, episode seven. So episode seven, there it didn't need to exist. Um, they could have trimmed down the events that happened in it into like maybe twenty minutes and like peppered it throughout the other episodes. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I do think the things, some things that happened in that episode are very necessary to like the end of the season. Uh, uh, I noticed they do a cool job with eleven throughout the whole season of like every time she tries to go into contact will or whoever she like needs one less thing to do it. Like she doesn't need the static Mm -hmm. from the TV at a certain point. She doesn't need like the white noise from the radio. She doesn't need the blindfold. Like it's just like progressively gets easier for her to do that. Um, I thought that was a cool little detail that, um, I picked up on. And yeah, I didn't notice that. That's really like she cool. she needs less and less things to like get her to that black, whatever. I don't even know what you call that. Like it's not the upside down, but it's like Radio Land kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's Radio Shack. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the sunken place, but it's not quite that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, her cerebro mode. I, she does definitely get stronger as the season goes, but like. She her nose bleeds every time. <laughs> and that was kind of a, I kind of had a problem with that where I was just like, is this always gonna just be the case? Yeah, um, I think it has though. Like every time she uses her powers, really in season one too. Um, but I the, the the whole episode, like the plot was mostly sequel bait that like Modine's not dead. Um, 
and no, he's dead. That was Sean. Sean, the number eight, she could project any image oh. that she wanted into other people's brains. So uh. Modine's dead. She was just using that to torment her. Oh, she made it. You watched it twice. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't, yeah. Because someone else yeah, was like, oh, so Modine's coming back. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Modine no, is dead. Who told me that he's alive? I don't know. I gotta... Probably number eight. But yeah. she's that's probably just setting her up to eight to be like the, the villain. Because the... Villain. Yeah. That, that means that she's been... She can and will um, use her powers for evil, and like that's a very. It's like X Men Two, uh, with mm. Jason, can project whatever manipulative imagery and things, and you will have no idea that it's not real, and you could she could use that like to turn people against each other or whatever it is. Whatever yeah, she wants. I never fucking oh shit. I, yeah. So Modine mm. isn't dead then. Never mind. So it's not even sequel setup. Um. Yeah, I think it, well, it is in that number eight's probably evil. Like that's true. That's whatever true. their relationship is is not going to be good. And then there's uh, like one scene forward. where she just tries to makes her to move some big thing, and that's you know that's like the big moment. Uh, the X Men First Class just use your anger to be stronger, kind of thing. And now yeah. at the end of the show, Eleven uses her or at the end of the season. She taps into her anger to seal up the huge. Uh, upside down gateway um, to seal out the shadow monster, which we should talk about at some point um, uh, to save the day. And it's like, Oh, so that's not the best. It doesn't end on the best note for all 11. Cause like it is, she's using her, she's not tapping into the right things in order to, to draw strength from and mm. with everything else. And with everything else from the season, she's kind of broken. Like, and is she, she can still barely form sentences and she's getting older and like, that's like I said, that's not a problem that's going to get better. But now then at the end, she hopper official Paul Reiser gives like hands over paperwork and Eleven's officially his adopted daughter. Uh, she also learns her name. It's Jane, right? Yes. So like, yeah, the, the episode seven stuff though, like it's bad for the most part because it cuts off momentum Oh, in, yeah. It's like a bottle episode. I was like, why does this show have a bottle episode? It's weird. Because yeah. right up before then, there's a whole thing where, like, everyone's at the facility uh, and all, a whole swarm of demodogs. Will just was has been revealed to be an agent for the shadow monster. And a whole bunch of demodogs just killed a bunch of soldiers. And now they're going to go invade the facility. And then we cut away to, like, Eleven going to Chicago to find her mom and then meet her sister. And it's like all the, a lot of the content on paper in episode seven is good. All the stuff with her mom is really good and interesting. Her having a, another sister, like the other numbered patients, also makes sense. I also thought Max was going to end up being another one, if I haven't already said that. Um, no, you didn't. That's interesting, yeah. Well, because well, otherwise her relationship with Billy always felt weird. We never met their parents or anything. Like, it always felt like it was just the two of them and maybe, like, they both escaped from it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, uh, but, 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 it, it, so 11 meets number eight and eight has a gang of everyone's got a bit. It's like, I'm this huge, super strong black dude who's just going to fuck people up, but I'm also just kind of a sweetheart and I'm kind of cuddly <laughs> and whatnot. I'm, I'm a 
kind of Cockney-ish, maybe street '80s punk with a mohawk. Uh, like ever, like I'm no, there no, there's another British one. There's another British one who's like, I escaped from a mental institution and I'm crazy. Like <laughs> everyone's got like a thing. Yeah, they're not characters. They're caricatures and they're mm-hmm. cartoons and like. It's like I don't like any of these people. So like, you don't like any of them. You don't know 11, them either. You don't know them, and you just know very broad strokes where they're basically people in cool costumes, and it feels like an episode of Heroes. And then Eleven also kind of starts to go through like a goth phase, where like they're just like Fiction. yeah, be all dark and goth with us. Where she like gels her hair back and like puts on like eyeshadow and like wears a fucking like Heather's. She kind of looks like Winona a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Episode seven's weird. Yeah, it, 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 like I said, it, they if they like it's misplaced. It, yeah, if they like trimmed down the content of it to like fifteen minutes and like peppered it in throughout like eight and nine, I think, and had eight and nine be like longer episodes, I think would have been better. I think um, they could have maybe a little bit before. Yeah. I don't know what else you lose. It's it's weird. Yeah. It it feels like mostly set up for stuff we're not gonna get yet. Um Yeah, they could have just started season three with eight, you know. Like you could have just pushed that mm-hmm. to three and just stuck to eleven being in hoppers and then getting out and helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But then I feel like people would be like, oh, 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 and suddenly no one mentioned the sister kind of thing. I I feel like that could have, yeah, that could have been like the end credits tag. Like that could have been the tag Mm. at the end where it's like everything fades away. Then we just cut to this other situation and it's like, oh, shit, we find out about number eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it does, it puts a weird... It doesn't make it, it – it feels like Eleven's search for her mother isn't as important as it ends up actually being in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's like a glaring – like, and it's kind of, I mean, mo- mostly universally accepted. Like most people were not into that episode. Um, yeah. Because it was so different. It was like it definitely just like – it's like literally thrusted into like a really – in the middle of like a really intense – Cliffhanger. The show. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? what? Like, the demodogs are coming, dude. They're like, how yeah. thick's that glass? Not thick enough. Not thick enough. Bob Newby. Bob Newby was in danger, and we cut away for an hour. Is that glass bulletproof? No, sir. Yeah, Bob Newby. What were you going to say about Bob Newby? Well, he was in danger, um, but he's at peace now, Sean. So. <sighs> R.I.P. He was so I'm great. Sorry. Um, sorry. Do you want to do like a, a rundown of like references and uh, callbacks to '80s movies? Because I I kind of have a, a list in my head of stuff. Sure, I was going to say that'd be a fun any, thing to do. Yeah, I think I agree. I was just going to say, um, are there any other? Those are all the main storylines. I think I think we hit on all of them. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about Steve and Dustin really teaming up, but Steve and Dustin fucking team oh, so up. good. And it's so good. Like they're they talk about hair, and you know Dustin's gonna try and fix his hair because he's got that crazy curly mop top. And uh Steve gives him a bunch of advice. And then Steve <laughs> is like leads. Horrible advice, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, some, yeah. to a degree. Just act like you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like you don't care. 
Uh, and he tries to use it and it doesn't work on him at the dance. But um, Steve leads all the kids to the upside down uh, through the upside down. Like and like he's he's like he says something where it's like I might not have been the best boyfriend, but I'm a hell of a babysitter, I think is what he said. And he's like he like takes care of all the kids and he actually cares about all of them. And he doesn't really know them that well, but he's like. Yeah, like, all right, if you're going to go to another dimension and you're going to try and save your friend Will and save the town, at least let me go with you just to make sure nothing bad happens. And it's like, fuck, you know what? Good guy. Yeah, good yeah. good Steve. Good guy, yeah. Steve. Way to go, Steve. Yeah, selling um, dominoes and do it, saying finger looking good. So selling dominoes <laughs> and yeah, KFC. He's kind of a fast food chain whore a little bit. Yeah, a little uh, bit, a little bit, a little bit. Bit, Good for him, hey, though. He's probably rolling in the Benjamins. Rolling um, in dough. Domino's Pizza uh, dough. <laughs> Doing that uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off commercial was a thing yeah. he did. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, the last new addition, is the Shadow Monster. What do you think of the Shadow Monster? It was a good, like... <sighs> distraction from like what actually happens in the season because like you you would think that's it's kind okay. of like so, the great eye in a way okay it's like sauron's eye i guess it's like a presence but it, the only thing it actually does is infect like go in will and like connect him to the upside down well it is the hive mind of the demodogs like it controls all of them as well yeah it's well, that's what I mean. Like it's it's like Sauron. Sauron's eye kind of controls Mordor and all evil, and but like it's just kind of the only thing it actually does. I like the design. The design was cool. It's really cool, and it um, was cool that like the first couple trailers and stuff, you thought it's this big spidery tentacle thing, but then it's like, oh, it's a fucking shadow tornado. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you get up close to it. Um, yeah. I I assume they're it's called they call it the Mind Flare, which is yeah. It's so old it does in Dungeons and Dragons. It's so old it doesn't even know where it originally came from, and it's a hive mind creature of basically this. It looks like shadow and smoke moving around, but it's basically like little tiny black particles. So it's probably just like each of them might be like a single cell or something. I don't know. I'm overthinking this, but uh, it's cool as hell. It also it's cool. they they do a cool thing of like handling bigger is better. Well, because it's not too much like. It never is stomping around the town, like, ready to destroy everybody. Yeah. Well, um, it, that's the thing. It's, like, more of a presence. And then it's, like, all right, we'll mm-hmm. just do the demodogs. Like, that's the main threat to everyone. Like, the immediate threat to everybody is that, the demodogs. Yeah, that's the physical threat. And then that is more of the ethereal um, looming threat. And yeah. I liked – before we get into the references, I'm sorry to keep pushing that back. The – there's a lot this season that was interesting, and it's about. And I thought it was an interesting thing that they talk about in the beginning, where they're talking about it's a year. It's a. They talk about PTSD a lot, and yeah, uh, it's an anniversary event where like where it's getting close to a year of all this stuff happening, so everyone's thinking about it more, um, so that they're. It's bringing a lot of it back and stuff like that, and so. The the. Shadow Monster feels like a physical manifestation of what the Upside Down is, and it's kind of like their their trauma and experience from that event personified in a way. 
Mm. And I and I thought that that was kind of cool. Where the fact that it is more of a presence is interesting. Oh, now now that you mention it, I wrote down a note. Mind Flayer is a lot like Thanos. Uh, how so? It's just kind of the big kind guy. of just like a presence that's always there, but he doesn't yeah. show up until Infinity War kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ma- it does feel like it's gonna be. That's kind of like. It's just the end like, game of the show. Next time I'll get you. <laughs> I invented this upside down. What if the upside down is some time portal where it's like it won? Like, because oh, otherwise, yeah, because otherwise the upside down doesn't make a ton of sense. That makes more sense than you'd think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, dude. I think you might have you might have spoiled the show for everybody. Hey, <laughs> all of you listeners, that out is there. pretty cool though. I do like that shit because the upside down doesn't make a ton of sense otherwise. Where it's like it's just, it's like everything's just decrepit, decrepit, and like beat down and, and dead. Yeah, that might have that might be the world in which he won, and like he, so oh. he keeps sending stuff back. It's like a time paradox thing, sending stuff back in order to win. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's interesting. Maybe it's also not too far of a stretch for the show either. I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah, because yeah. like you said it's so old, doesn't even know where it came what, from. What year it is? What year is it? Oh, years. Uh, <laughs> and then, but not only that, the uh, uh, there's only going to be two more seasons. They're only planning out four. So that's fine. I, I'd rather have them have a distinct like this is where it ends then Defin- like exactly. just like oh let's do uh 10 seasons because uh <laughs> yeah they're like they like have their own kids by the time the show ends um <laughs> i think it'd be cool to do stranger a- things the next generation um <laughs> i think uh this generation's about to get a whole lot stranger i'm steve's <laughs> son steve jr uh i'm but i'm bald um, <laughs> <laughs> he just has a constant inferiority complex because he's um, bald. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm Dustin's son. I have too many teeth. Like they just have the opposite <laughs> problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, it'd be interesting to see if if they did not that they would ever do it but if they went to like a next generation and 11 had a kid what the kid would be like yeah that'd be cool i i i think i said this before and it's now sort of talk about the time traveling thing uh i think it'd be cool to do not a full season where like we cut to the future where they're older or whatever but like it to do like a one where maybe they go back and forth a little bit where we get to see some of them older because if they're going for like, it's definitely it inspired. I feel like they Mm. won't do it because it part two will be in production soon. But I I think it'd be cool to do a little bit. Like we get to see the older kids and like who would play them and stuff like that. I I think that being part of one of the seasons would maybe be interesting, but yeah, absolutely. And Mm. speaking of it, Let's talk references. Yeah, let's do, do it. Do, do, do. This is where the jingle where references happens. We're going to reference um, it. Uh, it's not bad. So they released a list, and I, I, I always appreciate um, the fact that they just are like, this is what this season's going to be influenced by. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely remember seeing The Exorcist on that list because, yes, like, 100%. They mm-hmm. even say the line, like, we'll do it here. Yeah. Um, 
with Will, mm-hmm. like pretty much is just possessed by the mind shadow flyer. monster, the mind flayer. Uh, a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, I like. That. I, know, I noticed they uh, they do a lot of Indiana Jones with Hopper. He picks up his hat, goes to get his hat. That's like a classic fucking. Yeah, it's like, good. I was like, I, I would have done that too if I was doing this scene. <laughs> um, he's a good everyman hero. He's just yeah, a guy. he's just like he's just a guy with a hat that's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what else did, did you pick up on anything? Uh, I got a bunch, but I don't, I don't know if I say it well. All. Aliens was the main one. They clearly, yeah. when the demodogs were attacking, that was one hundred percent aliens. Arguably, Alien Three because that was an actual dog alien too. That too, yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent Gremlins. They, it sounded like they do the Gremlin. Yeah. It sounds like they threw a couple notes of the Gremlin theme in when Dart reveals himself. I don't know it enough to. Oh, yeah. It's a great theme. Uh, I do remember that. Now that was the most embarrassed I exactly. I've felt this entire record, which is probably saying something. Um, uh, yeah, um, definitely E.T. E.T. with Dart eating Three Musketeers yeah. instead of Reese's Pieces, maybe Goonies. Uh, oh, the ham, the ham trap hmm? was E.T. The was the Reese's Pieces when he's or the baloney. He's laying out the baloney. like an E.T. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also thought the th- yeah Three Musketeers was like sloth in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Um, should have baby Ruth. Um, baby Ruth. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, said the exorcist. Uh, a lot of the promo, there's a promotional image of Will that looks like Close Encounters. Um, oh, the poster. When Georgie, or not Georgie, what's his name? Barry. Barry? I've in only Close seen Encounters? Close Encounters one time, like a year ago, so you can get mad at me for that. Yeah. That's fine. But it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's no, basically I'm... just a movie about a guy that goes crazy and then hops on a spaceship and leaves his family. <laughs> it's a real lighthearted romp from uh, Steven Spielberg. So much wonder, though. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the other references. If I got a hot Top Gun. Obviously, the uh, Lethal Weapon 6. Goonies. Lethal Weapon 6. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, Ghostbusters, obviously. That's, like, yeah. ob- like overt. but Because um, that just came out the summer off. Like, that, like the summer right before October where it takes place. So that's, like, perfect that they were, like, obsessed with Ghostbusters. That makes sense. It's uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mad Max with the character's name. Um, I don't know. There's an, I, I feel like I wasn't looking for them as much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, it's it's a little less. I think it's more subtle too than the first season. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be wrong. But, I feel like um, they were more confident. We're like, we don't have to. We can sneak them in. But I, I think they leaned on how strong the characters were. Uh, well, that's the thing. For everyone that's like complaining about it being derivative, I'm like, yeah. And there's also a million reboots out there. Like, I'd rather have mm. something that's at least its own thing with its own characters. That like. Appreciates the past and like, its well, isn't afraid to reference it. It's got yeah, some mythology exactly. too. Exactly. Like down. for every, I wrote it in my review. Uh, for every like, you know, Goonies reference with like a, a chocolate bar, there's an Eggo waffles, which is like totally Stranger Things owns that. Like that's their thing now. Like uh-huh. they have, they've like kind of put their own stamp on pop culture with Eggos. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I mean, it's it is definitely like yeah, aliens. 
uh, Empire in terms of like uh, like the sequel plot structure of breaking the breaking everyone apart and giving them like more character driven, mm-hmm. you know, like team ups and whatnot. Um, uh, house party kind of uh, risky business, and they go as <laughs> risky business. They're so saying house party, so, like like the movie House Party. The uh, movie kid house play. Party. Um, the house party, uh, yeah. Uh, when they go as Cruz and Rebecca De Mornay, is her name? Sure, I think in risky business. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Um, sure. So that's like kind of a risky business. A little bit Ferris Bueller too, I think. Yeah. Um. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I didn't have a. I don't know. I don't know anymore. If you got any more, keep them coming. So uh, I'm trying to like through, go through the show. Um, Halloween. She dresses up as Mike Myers. Um, and it takes place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing like a sla- a slasher kind of aspect to maybe one of these. Ooh. Maybe if they get older and they're just straight up teenagers for one of the seasons, if there's just like a slasher angle. It'd be kind of interesting. Billy just loses it. Mm-hmm. If he gives in like, to... I feel like that might be something. Because It, I think, that I think and that happens in It. And I think it in part two, it probably gets worse. Unless that character is just straight up dead. Where the bully character in the new It gets... Possess- like, Pennywise taps into his brain a little bit. And he's just like, go and kill everybody. And he makes him kill his dad. And he tries to kill the kids. And then they throw him down a big well. Uh, but I think in the book he survives, and when they're older, he loses it. Like he was in prison, and like he escapes, and he's like still crazy. Like Pennywise still has a hold on him, and like tries to he tries to finish the job or something. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if the mind flayer gets his hand on gets his hands on him, and like yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think uh, the thing kind of maybe. So, but there's definitely some sort yeah. of ethereal. There's a poster in there. Ooh, oh, fuck, they should do a the thing one. Uh, they should have some sort of the thing come from. Oh. Uh, Demog- like, like fucking Steve's face just goes. <laughs> his hair, his hair just. <laughs> <laughs> his hair turns turns into like a mouth. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out um, of that. Yeah, I don't know. This was this was great. It was really good. I really liked it. Um, season three, uh, they set up that the mind flayer still, it, it, like he he's directly watching them now, like he's just always going to be looming at them and he, like just set to every breath you take by the police. Uh, Great song, oh, creepy, uh, um, <laughs> creepy song too. But um, <laughs> I saw a. Uh... <laughs> I saw a great post on Reddit, and I was like, it was like a picture of the Farrah Fawcett uh, hairspray, and it was like, let's not make this the Szechuan sauce of our fandom, guys. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much else to say. Oh, wait. No, I got my biggest complaint with the whole season. All right? I think I voiced it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was positive it was going to happen once they, once they started setting up that dance. All I fucking wanted from this season, and this is not a bit, I'm legitimately upset about this, is for Will to have gotten a fucking haircut. Give that kid, a, do that kid a favor and cut his goddamn bowl cut off. Like, 
And, and if you're going to say like, oh, if it's it's because they're kind of poor and Joyce probably just cuts her hair, yeah. cuts his hair herself. Yeah, I get it. But after everything that happened, just ask Steve to do it. He'd do a great job. He'd do it willingly. He'd do it gladly. Steve, give him a makeover. Yeah, Steve, give him a makeover. Is that too, like, why couldn't Steve have given hair advice to Will? Where it's just like, what are you doing with this fucking mop top? He's the one that needs it most. I think he does. Dustin, um, Dustin's got, he's, it works for, for Dustin. But Will, that yeah, he's got bowl the hat. cut. You look like Johnny Depp in Willy Wonka. <laughs> you don't want to do, or uh, what's his name, Coconut Head? Oh my, that's what, what it is. That's that? what it is. Uh, Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Solid all right, show. So Solid show. Another another missed opportunity with that dance and Will um, was having him get to dance with that girl that was crying at his funeral in season one. Because there was, like, no payoff with that oh. at all, and I thought that would have been a yeah, cool little... because I don't know who that girl was he was dancing with. She's just a random girl. I was like, get the girl that's, like, crying. And, and Dustin's like, he's never going to believe that so-and-so was crying at his funeral or whatever. It wasn't the same uh, girl? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not, because the other one was blonde. Hmm. Who knows? It might be. And I feel like they... they uh, yeah. I they, I, it, it would be great if it yeah. was, but I was like, that would have been a cool little payoff because, like, Will's zombie boy, but she was, like, bummed when she thought he was dead. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I thought that was, like, a, a minor, very minor missed opportunity. Yeah. But, um, but it is. That could have come down to, like, scheduling conflicts. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. I have no idea. Who fucking knows? It's, like, that could be a production issue and not a story issue. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of weird at the end of this where it just kind of feels like everything's Fine, where it's just like it feels like maybe there's a little bit more consequence the first season. Everything, oh, yeah, it's like definitely like this isn't over. This one's like it's kind of over, but it's not. You pissed, we you ended up pissing off something that's way more powerful than you can imagine. Like, I think one of my favorite yeah. shots in the season was Eleven sealing up the huge upside down portal and. She's doing that, and you just see the like it's right outside, and it's just like yeah, you're, Sean's leaning real close to the camera where its head's trying to get through, and it's fucking enormous. Um, yeah, that was like terrifying. I was like, oh my yeah, god, that that's, that's like, when I was, that was just like, like really creepy, fuck, creepy imagery. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that's a, that's effective, and like you don't, I don't know what happened with the one tendril of it that was inside of Will that they exercised out of him. Like, oh yeah, just kind of flew away into space or something. That's that would have been a cooler, like, tag, I think, at the end of the season instead of the actual, like, the thing. It'd been like, no, that thing's still around, and it, maybe it, like, goes back into Will, or maybe it goes into Joyce. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be Winona kind would of be- cool, like, crazy <laughs> No one will know I, that uh, I'm crazy. I really, I really looked, liked what they did with her character, too, because she's just a mom, and she's yeah. just, like, a, a concerned parent, and, like, she's driving Will everywhere now, and, like, there's, like, little details like that that I really liked that they, like, because really, any, like, sane mother would not let her kid ride bikes with those kids no. anymore, you know what I and mean? And she, like, she's so uh, overprotective, and you completely understand why, like, you get it, and they do yeah. a good job with, with that detail, for sure. Um and so that and that offers like it's her her character is like a little less one note I guess in this season mm-hmm. like not that she really had anything else to do in the first season besides like be worried sick about her son which makes total sense yeah. but uh, I liked where they went with her I, I was like kind of worried that they would just do the same exact thing with her but no she she knows um, she's like angrier this season therefore she's a little bit more active 
because she's just like yeah. not gonna fucking deal with that again. Like she can't go through it again. Yeah, like she, not today. Yeah, not today. Not it today. is not this not day. This day. Oh, can we talk about the scene when uh, they're playing? Can, uh, should I stay or should I go? And they're like trying to get Will to remember. That was a great that was a good scene. scene when they're exercising the that was thing. Really good. They're, they're sweating them uh, out. I, not really exercising, but they're trying to pull Will out instead of pull the thing mm-hmm. out. This was bef- this was before they figured out how to actually get it out. No, right? this was during that. Um, it's right when they were figuring it out, and like Will. Oh no, it was he was doing Morse code. They're, yeah, because he's like doing this, but then, which was another great. It's cool. Like callback to. It's just like cool that like all the kids know what that is, and Steve's just like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are such losers!" <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Um, um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of good stuff at the end. All the stuff with them and the upside down with Steve and Eleven and Hopper going through the facility was pretty badass. Um, yeah, and Bob the Brain. Bob the Brain. He saved the day. Yeah, there, every everything like there was really nothing besides episode seven. There was really nothing that was like glaringly wrong with this season at all. Like they really, yeah, like, one of the best sequels I think we've seen a while. in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, the, the big, like, not, the yeah. biggest thing though is it is worrying again. Where I think I'll probably do the same thing and say, you know what, season three is probably gonna be real bad. Uh, yeah, just temper your expectations. That's, like, that's, that's what I'm gonna keep doing. Did. And I didn't do that with Thor, yeah. which was upsetting. But yeah, the, um, yeah, I'm trying to do it with the Last Jedi, dude. Yeah, I, I think I'm done. Still haven't seen that trailer. Oh, that's impressive. That is fucking it. You t- you said before Thor, I, you walked out before like. I didn't walk out. I was like, because our seats were all the way like last row, dead center, <laughs> and I walk in. I'm like. It's literally in the middle of the Star Wars yeah. trailer. And I was like, I just went like this and closed oh, You're my missing eyes. out on some really hoodies. good music, though. Like, the mu- the sound design of this trailer. I heard oh, the music. So I couldn't I could not so hear good. the music. It was so loud. they do, but it's so good. <laughs> uh, they, sh- they should do one. Uh, yeah, I couldn't not hear. The- I heard some, I heard, like, some of the lines, but they were, like, I couldn't remember them if I, if you yeah. asked me to remember them. And Let's I, get uh, to this Star War, is what uh, Luke Skywalker says. I'm the last Jedi now. Me, Kylo Ren, and Yoda. And now you will die. And now Cyborg Vader Yoda. Um, the Cyborg Vader Yoda, though, is like pretty fucking crazy, but he's got Mickey Mouse ears. Um, <laughs> Cyborg Vader Yoda looks a lot he like He does. Uh, I feel like he kind of would, but um, that's impressive. Uh, yeah. Any, uh, any, uh, I feel like your speculations for season three are already like the main thing was, I, I, that blew my mind. Like, that's the future. Like, I don't know. The, that, I was just freewheeling there. Like, I, but I, that was like, that's my theory right now. Cause, like, cause otherwise, like, what is the upside down? You know what I mean? Like, it's, to just say it's, we still don't know that much. Shadow world. It, it doesn't make a ton of it's sense. It's another dimension. Yeah. yeah. But it might just be, time jump well that's what i like about it too is that uh no one at the facility really seems to know or care either they just want to stop yeah it. 
They're just trying to contain it. And that's it. a thing where it's like, um, if that is a future and it keeps growing and infecting our world, that just means it's, we're getting close. The faster it does that, maybe it's, that's a physical representation of how quickly we're going to get to that future. Yeah. But if we keep fighting it, then we won't. Maybe. That kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Got to keep pushing yeah. back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's good sequel. Season three, though, I am worried, though, if if it's more of what episode seven was similar to with some of those characters. Mm, which it could, be. it could be. Could be. Let's hope not. I think they're going to notice. Look, I, I think they got a, they took a lot of the feedback that they got from this first season, too, and, and applied it to the like they definitely yeah. were like, all right, we got to hammer down the barb stuff and like close that book. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff. Do the same uh, for Bob. They're definitely listening. Yeah, I think, I think they are, which is. Yeah, now, now they're going to bring Bob back. Bring him back. Um, uh, yeah, it's just. And I hope that they listen. It's just I don't know how listenable some of those issues are if that makes sense where it's like yeah I, well you know, no i take that back eight eight makes eight is a great idea um on paper 100 percent. it's something they can make work and with her power set and stuff she'll be a good uh present villain that can actually like she'll be able to break up well she could like f- yeah she could fuck with the the, mm-hmm. the gang the Party. Yeah, yes, that's what they—that is what they call it, right? as they yeah. as they call it, yeah, um, party. which is cool. Um, Especially if they get a little bit older yeah. and they start to lean more into like the relationships between everybody. Like that was the, that, I think that was the most interesting thing about the dance. Like Will just wants to kind of have a normal life when all this is over. My biggest fear is that like all of his time in the upside down will result in him getting superpowers. Uh, yeah, who knows. Uh, uh, I can see that. that. Or like if he can like see in or like tap into it or in some way or something. Uh, and spy. Yeah, spy back. Um, Dustin and Lucas are bros again. Like they're tighter, but like girl things might come up. And then Mike and Eleven, like it, it, I feel like Eight would fuck with that. Like whatever their relationship is. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe like make Mike, make Lucas think that Mad Max is hanging out with uh, Dustin yeah. or something, something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do. But you've been smooching with my brother, you've been smooching with him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say off the top of my head with Stranger Things because I think we've been talking during the week as well. So some some things where we were hot might have gotten uh, lost because I have been. Yeah. But that's oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I like I said, it's really really mm-hmm. good. Uh, Definitely had that music budget for sequel. Fuck yeah, the music is great. Especially the first episode, it was just like song, 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 song. Um, you guys, are Guardians. Of the <laughs> it almost got to the point where I was like, "Is this gonna be the whole yeah. season?" I got a little worried. I was like, ah, "This the the score is so good. Why are you Devo in right, right now?" Um, yeah. No, they did. It was it was like a movie. Like you you pump the audience up with you know whip it and then. Uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, excited for season three. I should probably rewatch it at some point. Uh, but there's so much TV yeah. that I don't know when the fuck I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so we can either wrap it up or we can do a quick, quick 
uh, random palate cleanse of, hey, what do you, what do you want to happen in Justice League? What do you, what do you want? If you want um, to take a second to think about it, that's fine. No, I'm like, I'm trying, like, I want to end, I think I'm debating whether or not I want to end Stranger Things and do a separate, like, JL, like, 30, not 30 minutes, but like I'd like to do, like, 10 minutes or, on this and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hour long rant. Oh no! I I don't know if I have one of those in me right now. (laughs) The reviews are like pretty much, I guess, what I could hope for. Really, fine-ish. They're not bad. They're not. They're like, hey, there's a lot to like. There's a lot of problems, but there's a lot to like. I mean, a lot of the reviews are kind of how I see Thor. So. Like it's kind of a mess, but there's a lot to like. The characters are great. You love the team ups. Uh, Momoa's I a, a lot of team up moments. I think in reshoots, Momoa was given probably a lot more. That's my that's my vibe that I've been getting. That could be it. Um, I I would also assume that Wonder Woman yeah. too, because that's like how could you not after the success of Wonder Woman? It's like she's, you know, yeah. I also like kind of realized that like besides her. The rest of the team's like kind of young, so it'd be funny. I hope that there's like some like Affleck's just like Sh- shut the fuck up, Flash. Like you're 25, kids. like <laughs> kids. Yeah, I kind of hope there's robot that voice. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised too if they downplay Affleck a little bit more. Um, based on, uh, I mean, how maybe because because just cause it's less because of personal shit, but it's more so just because of possibly him geez. not coming back. Yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Batman ends up, like, sacrificing himself or something. I'll be, like, pissed. Or, like, I, I, sure. Yeah. I, I think he's still going to do the solo movie, at least one of them. And I think what that might be is Matt him Reeves. kind of ushering. Because, like, that, that's, that news has been – they haven't really talked much about that movie at all lately. I haven't seen any news about that. Um let Matt Reeves do his thing. The dude's yeah. great. He's so good. Don't, I, I've I have War of the Planet of the Apes sitting downstairs, and I've not been able. I haven't. I wanted to watch it today. I, I played too much Zelda instead, but I want to watch it again. He's a fucking. He's good. He's such a good director. Yeah. Dude, have you seen Have you seen War for the Planet of the Apes? I forget. I haven't seen War. I saw Rise though. You see Dawn? Yeah. You see the second one. I see. Oh yeah, I meant Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. The new one though, they, they when they Sean when they get to the war of the planet of the apes, they it's like the big battle scene. It's a it's like all in the background, and you're just following a couple characters, and they're like just kind of trying to get around all that. They're like, oh shit, this is bad. Like it's he wanted to make it biblical. It is a fucking biblical blockbuster epic, like biblical in tone, and some of it is very. Uh, eh, there's some biblical shit in there where it's like there's some torture and like some tra- uh, long travels to to release the like Exodus. to save his people and that yes, um, that's exactly what I was looking for. Uh, to save his people and stuff. Yeah, I went like to Catholic school. Fucking so. good. <laughs> What'd you say? I went to Catholic school for a few years. So like, <laughs> I ain't braggy. But anyway, my point is though. Fucking sorry, I don't want a tangent though. Matt Reeves is doing the Batman. Uh, we're just going to be fucking good. I'm I keep so forgetting funny. that Warner Brothers has that in their back pocket. Like, they, you know. Um, every review of Justice League, I guess I shouldn't even say review. I guess, like, social media posts, they're mostly tweets. I think they're all tweets. Is like, it's like a step in the right direction. 
There's a lot of villain problems, but I mean, if it's so, not, it's a step in the right. Wait, so you're saying it's a step in the right direction and a step in Wolf in the wrong direction? Oh <laughs> my god, buddy! That's come the headline, on. dude. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, I just can't wait for our podcast of that. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, great. Regardless good. of we how might the in, movie is, <laughs> we might be in the same room for that one too. That'll be fun. It's, it's uh, possible. It's possible. It's possible. There's a big money. Um, I'm not. Try- I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I just want one crazy action scene. I want some good team ups. I want some good tag team moves, like uh, a flash running real fast to like fucking, I don't know, throw something over at someone, throw someone at the, to run real fast, grab a parademon and run him into like the quad, the quint, quint dent throws uh, runs him into Aquaman's trident. Yes. Well, it's not a trident. It's like it's got five. I was trying to say Quinjet. I don't really oh, know. Oh, I think you're going to try and like Quinjet some sort of uh Avengers nah. cuz uh, there's a jet in this one too. Um invisible? Did you hear the score by the way? <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me. Oh uh, man, I don't know what I feel. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, uh, I assume Danny Elfman had to really kind of rush, and Danny Elfman, I can't tell you the last... They announced it a while ago, though. They announced it... Month. It's been a, It's been longer than Giacchino had for Rogue One. He had more time okay. than that. Yeah, he had more time than Giacchino had for Rogue One. Um, That's fair. And he at least, like, tried to come up with something original. Um, this is just, like, straight up fucking... He literally, like, there's a, a silence in the song, and then the 1989 Batman theme starts playing. And I was just like... I'm he didn't fine like, with that. I'm fine with it. And I'm, like, sure it's going to be sick in the context of the movie. Like, it's going to probably be some, like, crazy appearance or, me, like... Yeah, you sent me the... For the the track called the final battle, and there's a yeah. real triumphant Batman theme. So and Batman's Superman theme, do, yeah. So and like, Avengers theme, <laughs> and the Spider Man theme. I I listened to another track, and I feel like I heard a little bit of the Spider Man theme. But if I wouldn't be surprised, like, he did it right. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. In a little bit of the Dark Man theme, uh, I'm just naming other <laughs> help his Hellboy two score. Uh, which is so bad. It's oh, fuck. The music ruins. At least it's too, not like cheesy, Danny Elfman. It's like it still kind of like keeps the tone of what no. I think Justice League's going for. But I mean, I'm Danny not, I'm not dude. I'm not going to hate job. the fucking John Williams theme. And no. like, I'm not going to hate that ever. Like, that's it like should, co- iconic. It's, it's Justice League. It should be a celebration of these characters. Like that's what I think they're going dour. for. And I think, yeah, I think that's what they're going for. Just that's all you got to do. Make us excited right. to see all these all these heroes doing their thing, and you know, evoke some. I think nostalgia. it's gonna make more people happy than mad. But I was also like, man, Zimmer did write some pretty good shit for Superman. That like, I would have been stoked <sighs> if they used that when he came I back. Like, I liked the one trailer where it was the Man of Steel score, but it seemed like more instrumental. Like, That's what it, I think it, was Junkie XL was doing. Uh, yeah, that was probably that was cool. his shit. Yeah, that was really um, cool in the one trailer where it was like, yeah. Anyway, um, I liked, I liked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm never gonna hate a John Williams emergence of his theme and ever. But like, yeah. I was like, I thought the whole point of this was to get away from that. But all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I think they announced Elfman was coming on probably when Joss Whedon took over. So he probably. You don't know he how might, much he the movie had, was finished. 
Yeah. So, you know how Peter Jackson compared shooting Lord of the Rings to building a track in front of the train? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Justice League seems to me like they were building the plane while it was flying. The plane's wings came off after they finished (laughs) building it. And then mm-hmm. they had to go find the wings, put them back on, and fly the plane. So, yeah, that's kind of what this movie. If this movie like makes sense, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, I and I feel like the last couple trailers, I, I start to realize what's up. But I, I just want a really cool Superman return. Superman return scene. They've done a great job not spoiling that, and I think that's yeah. gonna be my biggest worry. Not catching the movie uh, right away. Right away. That they're yeah. probably going to release that, and like I'll go onto a website, and Cinema Blend's going to be like, "What that Superman scene means in <laughs> and the context have a of it somehow." Yeah, um, and I'll just be like, "You know what? God, just fuck off." Yeah, um, that's why I might see it right away too. I was like, "Oh man, I like really want to," because the, like, the context excited. and extent of his return is like totally in the dark. We know that yeah. there's a scene in the field where, but like that's like a flashback slash dream sequence of right, Lois right. Lane's. That was a good bait <sighs> switch. Um, that was. They learned. Yeah. Learned oh yeah. The marketing learned. team really they they learned from BVS. Did a great job with Wonder Woman, and they're continuing that with Justice League. Yeah. Um, for sure. Suicide Squad, you can't even market that shit. No, um, you know what? They probably learned from Suicide Squad as well. Not to fuck up the marketing. Don't say this is a Joker movie. Don't say this is a Superman movie if he's, like, not in it. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I really don't expect Superman to show up until maybe the last 20 minutes, if that. I'd be happy if it was 20 minutes. From that um, score that there's just the one little bit i almost wouldn't be surprised if it's like the last like the very end that would almost be cooler where it's like they're holding their own and they would have been able to save the day but you send in superman and he's just gonna be able to that's like it's like the last desperate moment and he's just like yo (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah let's do let's put this let's throw this on easy mode motherfuckers Uh, general, care to step outside? Um, <laughs> no games, <they> General. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Yeah. That was a good yeah. moment in Man of Steel. I got to rewatch it's that. Cool. I might pop that on right now, honestly. <laughs> I'll probably... I'm probably it's only 9.30 here, so... Wow. Well, it's uh, uh, just like Superman in my brain. I've been crushing Smallville and just Man of Steel. I'm just like, too much Superman. Cannot <laughs> compute. <laughs> Ooh, Brainiac. Um... No, yeah, Superman. Uh, I'm I'm like, I'm like, really, I'm gonna try my best not to play what was reshot game while I'm watching it. Yeah, Uh, you sent me that picture of Affleck's reshoot beard. It's bad, dude. It's It's bad. bad. It's. I hope that was like. This is a Frankenstein movie now. You know what I mean? It really is. And if, like I said, if the reviews are like kind of what they have been so far, like they made it work. Yeah. You know, Whedon, Whedon's smart. Um, they probably cut a lot of shit too. I mean, I there's no way Zack Snyder was aiming to make a two-hour movie. No, and I would <laughs> see whatever extended cut if they create one. Where if it's maybe I wouldn't closer. be mad. I'd be like, yeah, if they did like a Snyder cut or like a extended director's who's he what's cut. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what they should call it. The yeah, uh, the all ultimate in. 
secret, double secret probation, probation ultimate cut. cut. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not expecting any, like, major action scene to be, like, stand out. Like, it's not going to be the Avengers final battle or anything. Like, I'm just kind of excited to, I'm just excited. I'm curious to see how this thing turned out. Uh, I want to, yeah. I think. From a production perspective and more yeah. so. That's the I, lines I th- I'm going in with. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't know. It looks like I was I, I, some of the trailers. I was trying to figure out what I think is going on. Some of the final act stakes. I think they're in a big nuclear reactor, and that that's like a parademon hive, and they're all gonna come out of that. And Steppenwolf's doing something in there, and blah 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 blah. But I don't know. I really don't know what's gonna yeah. happen. I know I what's gonna happen. Like, but I don't. First half, get the team together. Second half. Battles galore. Yep. That's probably what's going to be. It's not going to be too complicated. And With it's some, like, really weird Steppenwolf lore thrown in there, probably. Yeah. Because we don't know enough of these characters, so we don't really know how any of them are really going to interplay. So it's not going to be as satisfying as, like, the Avengers, where it's like... No, oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Where it's like, we know... It can't possibly be. <laughs> yeah, we know uh, Captain America knew Tony Stark's dad, and the Hulk is a failed attempt to remake Captain America and like fucking Thor's there. He kind of knows people. <laughs> Thor just shows up literally. Yeah. Uh, His brother's <laughs> causing all this shit. So everyone's mad at him. Um, no, I mean like yeah. I, th- that, that. And part of the reason why Avengers was so great was because the buildup was there and it lived up to the hype and it wasn't a complete disaster. Yeah. The, and the um, Avengers is so good because the movie's over once the final battle starts. <laughs> it's like over. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's like, all right, now let's just have some fun. Yeah, it's... I always say it's a thank you for watching scene where it's like, okay, we just wanted to kind of have everybody mad and everything. Like, we know they're going to win, but it's just great to fucking watch it happen. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. uh, that finals, that, like, long take that's, like, not really a long take because it's, like, so obvious CGI, but... Yeah. CGI in that movie is not held up, I don't think. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a little bit, but... I, no, apparently the CGI in this is not good too because they probably had a week to do a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like Aquaman surfing through yeah. the building on the dude is like not great looking, but wait, what? That shot of Aquaman surfing down the building. Oh um, no, I, I honestly none of the CGI is like blowing me away. It's just like there no. to like make you like like hey, this is like what they're fighting. Yeah, um, it doesn't yeah. have to look good. Um, plus, I, I do think there is some sort of like issue with film stock and CGI. Like, it just doesn't blend as well. No. Um, Especially with they've probably had to readjust so much of it. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, dude. Like you know, they they have to take away Henry Cavill's mustache, and that was like a month ago. <laughs> like you know, how hard that they they took years to do Grand Moff Tarkin. That still didn't look that great. Yeah. No, it didn't. He looked like a big monster. So, like, how do you fucking render out mustache, Cavill? Yeah. Um, so, and I read one of the reviews. It's like, you can tell. <laughs> oh, no. That's weird. That's going to be really wait. weird. I'm excited for it's that. It's like, it's going to, they were like, yeah, if you thought, like, if you, <laughs> like, it is, they were like, yeah, that Uncanny Valley is definitely there <sighs> for Superman in those scenes. And I was like, fuck, like, this is like, going to be great. Affleck's weight probably fluctuates a bunch. Like it's gonna be, uh, it's it's. Hey, Superman two was a haphazard Frankenstein movie too, so this is not a new thing for Superman. No, and 
you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. Good old Super. Curious to see fun. what how it does though. I don't know. Thor is still pretty popular, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the first real competition, but I I I doubt this will Well, who knows? This might I if this, I mean it had this does more than a hundred, I'd be surprised. But Thor did really well. I, I mean, I think the reviews will be good enough for it to do that because I think people are still kind of hesitant. Yeah, but I also I don't sleep on Wonder Woman, dude. Wonder Woman was like ma- massive, and like the fact that she's in another movie in the same year is also hu- huge. It's true. You know. Plus. I mean that had a hundred million dollar opening. No one thought that was going to happen. No. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have high hopes. I think I hope it'll be fun. Well, that seems to be like the most common word in most of these reviews is fun. So, and that's not one. That's not something people are expecting from a Snyder movie. No. So. <laughs> no. I, I am curious to like a lot of the shit that like I laughed at in the trailers was stuff that he shot. So. That's pretty good. You know, a lot of the Flash. Flash is going to be the comic relief, I'm convinced. Plus Aquaman. Aquaman, I think, is going to be pretty funny. Cyborgs. Yeah! It's going to be great. Cyborgs is probably going to be like a bit of a bummer, where it's like, I'm just an, I'm a head and an arm. I am so depressed all the time. Batman's probably like, yeah, you need to lighten up, bro. Uh, That'd be a great, that'd be a great comedic beat, honestly, if they did that. Lighten up. Batman was just like, yo, you're depressing me, and I'm Batman. Yeah. Um, Isn't that what Scarecrow I'm, says I'm to not Batman? not even just Batman. Isn't that what? what Scarecrow says to Batman? You need to lighten up. And then he lights him on fire? Yeah, he lights him on fire, yeah. 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 Oh, wow, that's a cool. bad pun in a Nolan movie. <laughs> Nolan wasn't a bad, above bad puns. <laughs> Nolan's comedy scenes are, like, the weirdest. It's always weird when Nolan put like leaves a joke in, you know what I mean? Like, there's some that's what it feels like. Yeah, there's like three. He has like three jokes, and they're all weird. It's like, one per movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Not gets just Batman one. movies, but it's like, what's is there a funny part in Interstellar? Uh, oh, maybe it's that the part. stuff with the the stuff with uh, Tars the robot is like mostly. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the only the only reason that works is because Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan relates that where he's like, I'm basically a robot trying to make jokes. <laughs> Cannot compute humor. Um, I look like an emperor penguin. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. No, no. Okay. Well, I'm starting to get a... I should probably go to bed. So... Yeah. It's late for you. It's getting late for old Andy. Uh, Stranger Things was great. Justice League, I think, is going to be good. That'll probably be our next talk. I don't know what the hell else I'm going to talk about. It would would be like, we talk about... I'm just going to sit in my room and not talk to anybody until we can talk about Justice League. Sean, that's very unhealthy. Uh, Don't do that. Um, Uh, The only other thing would be like uh, uh, Justice League prep, and I can't commit to that being a thing that I'm going to get completely done, so... I mean, I'm going to... I'm definitely going to watch... I might see... I was going to buy Wonder Woman, but I'm, like, kind of, like, not trying to spend a lot of money right now. So yeah. I might just rent it or stream it. Yeah, I only saw it the, the Man once. Steel BVS. Yeah. Yeah, I only saw it once in theaters, too. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how I feel about it after a second viewing. Because I didn't, like... I liked it a lot. But I love it. I had some problems with it, too. Third act. Yeah. But, all right, man. Well, then, right. on that... So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, I might throw a JL 
like title in this too, so people know. Yeah, we talk about a lot of random shit in this one. This one's a very yeah. end other stuff. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Rate, subscribe, like. We're on Instagram now at Sean and Andrew talk about movies. Sometimes um, on this stuff. That's not the handle though. Uh, the handle's just talk about movies. And so, um, and sometimes other so stuff. yeah. Uh, Try to get us that loot crate money. Yeah, let's get loot crate. Uh, let's get uh, Audible. Uh, let's get LegalZoom. And uh, Sean, how's your Casper? Apron. How's your Casper mattress treating you? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I'm eating my Blue Apron on it right now. Oh as my we speak. god, we did. Uh, I forgot about this, but we did a LegalZoom bit on um, the Andrew makes a case <laughs> for. Uh, Super Mario Bros. and I make a really bad joke about when you need to get somewhere really fast involving involving legal things. Use LegalZoom. <laughs> no one reacts. Legal Zoom, use, the, to it. use the use the promo code Sean and Andrew. It won't work. <laughs> you know, try it out anyway and see if it does. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh shit, that's really funny. Uh, all, right. all right, on that note. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Good night. Night. Bye.